Create, connect, communicate. Create, connect, communicate. Magical, enigmatical, gift of gab, super, natural, story, from the space Come, well lit. Pocket soul. <laughs> there it is. Exactly. That's a much better wavelength right there. The podcast host is coming back. Coming back from the dead. Alive. Like an angel. Like a mummy. <laughs> like a mummy. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Okay. And then look at that. Type paper. Oh, wow. <laughs> Feels embarrassing. The highlight of your life. All right. We are just going to have a good time. We will talk about okay. life, education, film. Yeah, sure. Art, <laughs> Beijing. Nice. Taiwan, Delta, Colorado. <laughs> cool. The most amazing part of America. <laughs> okay. So, are you ready, ma'am? Yes. Okay, here we go. Good evening, Taipei Ren, Taiwan Ren, brethren, sisters, earth angels, and devilish daydreamers. Welcome back to another episode of Firelight Chats, broadcasting supernatural stories from our Space Lab studio here in Da'an, Taipei, Taiwan. Our special guest for today has descended upon us from the heavens above, <laughs> lighting the way with a rather impressive resume of earthly experiences, including, but not limited to, successfully entering and exiting Taiwan's top girls high school, Taipei First Bei Niu, studying abroad for a short time in a rural city of Colorado, studying engineering at National Jiao Tong University, Jiao Da in Xinju, deciding to switch gears to study filmmaking at Taipei National University of the Arts, TNUA Bei Da working in Beijing after graduation, and now working on a Netflix reality series with some of Taiwan's biggest stars. We will touch upon all of these stories and more by the fireside, like glamping with a big screen. So please feel free to recline your chairs, grab some popcorn, turn down the lights, cuddle with your favorite something or someone, and enjoy the show as the red velvet curtains open like hocus pocus for the focus of the next few hours. The lovely Miss Angel Huang. Hi everyone, that was quite a, an opening. Oh my god! <laughs> Welcome, Miss Angel Huang. How are you, ma'am? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for coming in here today and being here with us. Gracing us from the heavens. <laughs> Thank you for inviting me. It's my honor to join this episode. Yes, we are very happy for you to be here. Maybe we can start with that. Where does the name Angel come from? It's a beautiful heavenly name. So, oh, my dad named me Angel. Mm. I guess he just named it like what he wants us to be. So my sister's name is Rich. No way. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. And how successful has this been? <laughs> 
Well, the thing is, she she hated that name and she changed her name. <laughs> Rich. I mean, like literally, R-I-C-H. English name is R. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's pretty hilarious. Because, yeah. like, you know, the English name would be like, yeah, Rich or Richard is usually a guy's name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's my sister's dark history. <laughs> she'll she'll kill me if I, I share this. <laughs> so it's Rich and Angel. And so, what did she change her name to? Inky, like more like her Chinese name, I N K Y. She wants to be herself. Okay. Yeah. That's nice. But I'm stick with Angel. So is that yourself? Are you an angel? <laughs> Was your father successful in creating an angel? <laughs> well, that's the thing. I think that's the the theme of this episode is that I don't want to be an angel. I don't oh. want to be a good girl. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I hinted at it. I said devilish daydreamer, so I was right. Yeah. Oh, so you actually are going against your father. Well, uh, if angel means like being nice and obedient, mm. I think I'm not trying to be that. Okay. <laughs> Yes. Okay. We'll find out more about this. Yeah. About sure. this spirit of the angel, <laughs> this darker spirit in the angel. But so, can you give us a little introduction of yourself? Like, where in Taiwan are you from, and your background? Oh, I'm a native Taipei city girl. I'm a city girl. I was born and raised in Taipei until when I was 15. I went to. Delta, Colorado, as exchange student mm. for a year, and after I came back, I went to Taipei First High, and then I was going to be an engineer or a scientist when I was in college. But uh, when I was a freshman, I was lucky enough to join a lab. And I felt it's really not my thing. <laughs> freshman year of college. College, yes, yeah. So I was trying to explore other opportunities, and I encountered filmmaking, and、mm. I think it's. But at first, I started as an actress. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but I was so bad at acting, so I decided I better I better go behind better behind the, the camera behind the scenes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So let's go back. I mentioned that in the intro, which is that you spent a year in Colorado. Yes. In yes. Delta, Colorado. So most、yeah. people who think of Colorado will think of you know Denver, Colorado,、yeah. or maybe Boulder, Colorado. Yeah. Maybe even Colorado Springs, <laughs> but Delta. Where is Delta? Delta is the name of a famous Taiwanese company, Delta Electronics, <laughs> but totally different. So what is Delta, Colorado like? It's a high plateau, yeah. And when I go to Delta, Colorado, was the very first time I go abroad. Yeah, so the very first time I take a plane to、Outside、other country. Yeah, yeah,、wow. yeah, by myself. So, what made you decide to go abroad? Was this like a school thing? Was this some kind of thing like Fulunsha, like、uh, you know, Rotary Club or something? I know a lot of students do that. Or was this your parents just sending you abroad? Well, my parents was pretty tricky. They asked me, <laughs> they told me a, a relative, a, a girl, that she was an exchange student through this program, and they kind of asked me like, "What if you have a chance to go? Would you go?" And I didn't think so much. I was just very chill and said, "Why not?" What is the program? You mentioned a program. It's a magazine. It's a magazine company. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. they have kind of like a scholarship program. Yeah.、Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So th- that was the very first time I go abroad, and when I went to the front desk of the airline, and they asked me where I want to go, and I say Delta, and they were like, "No, we're not Delta. We're we're some we're China Airlines." <laughs> 
Yeah, but I understand English. I understand what she's asking, and I'm just telling her Delta, and it was just hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> That is funny. Yeah, yeah, they thought you were talking about the airline, <laughs>、yeah. but you're actually talking about this little town because yeah. yeah, I'm looking it up right now. It's a municipality. The town population, and they call it a town, not a city. So the town population was nine thousand people at the 2020 United States Census. So that's a really small town. Yeah, and there was no Asian, almost no Asians at all. Because in our school, there's only except me, there's only one Asian. Like I think his parents was from Hong Kong,、mm. so basically no one speaks Chinese. Right. Yeah, and I as an exchange student,、uh, you're gonna live with a host family, start with bunch strangers, basically. Yeah, <laughs> in this like rural place in the middle of America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At 15 years old. And your parents tricked you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were kind of brave at the time. <laughs> I know, but it really sounds like you were quite brave as well. I mean,、yeah. like you didn't fight it at all, or did you cry at the airport or anything like this? Or no, no, no drama at all. I was just curious. I think I was just too curious to see like what it would be like.、Hmm. Yeah. So you didn't have any expectations. You just went with like open eyes, open heart. Yes, yes. But what did you think when you get to Delta? This kind of you know high plateau. It's very countryside. We can see from、yeah. these photos.、Uh, I think my first impression was this was a really beautiful place. Because living in Taipei City, the only sky you see is a. A little piece of the sky, right? Yeah, but in Delta, the sky was like a big ball. Like you can see the half hemisphere, right? Yeah, surrounding you, <laughs> and their life is very, very different. It's like a totally different universe. <laughs>、mm, yeah, I think yeah. so. I mean, honestly, it's. I think it's a totally different universe for people in the states too. You know, like if they're coming from <laughs> if they're coming from like California where I grew up or New York where I lived before coming out here back out to Asia, it's also kind of a different world. So、mm -hmm. you know, the U.S. is so big that these kind of places are really different. You know? Yeah, yeah, and I was very lucky that. My host, because you don't get to choose your host family; they choose you. But my host family is the best. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Shout the, out to the family. The, hey. <laughs> what is their What is their name? I mean, their last name, maybe their family name. So host mom's last name is Klein Sorgi. Klein Sorgi. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of name is that? Do you know? I'm not sure.、Oh, She's、okay. from the same as a girl from Wizard of Oz. Kansas. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, she actually came from Kansas, but was living in Colorado. Yeah, and her career is chiropractor. Oh, she was a chiropractor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And the host that is from Iowa, and he was working as a radiologist. So both in kind of healthcare、yes. field. And they both enjoy music and drama. They both play instruments. And sing and acting and do some arts like drawing and plays. I think they they chose me because、uh, when I was in junior high, I enjoyed art and music and dancing, like all kinds of different artistic things as well.、Mm, okay. Yeah, and in the family there were two little girls. They adopted from China. One was four and. The other was eight. Oh wow! So、okay. they they kind of hoping me to share some cultural things with the two little girls. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So. 
those two younger girls and your basically sisters for a year and yeah. then you were this 15 year old girl from yeah, Taiwan. Yeah, it's so different because in the family, I'm, I'm always the, the youngest because my older sister was, she's eight years older than me. And my parents had me when they were like, not young, <laughs> not so young. <laughs> so I grew up as a little princess, I think. Oh. But all of a sudden, I'm in other country and become someone else's biggest sister. I know. <laughs> two girls, actually. Yeah, two girls' sister. <laughs> wow. And then what year of high school did you enter? Uh, I graduated from junior high in Taiwan. So that was nine, ninth grade. I was supposed to be a sophomore. But some of the classes, I think I started with freshman class. Yeah, just because of the language. Right. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And how good was your English at that time? Uh, actually, because my father, he studies English at school. So he thinks English is a very important tool. Mm. So when I was in elementary school, he sent me to study English from a Australian guy. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. And something different about learning English from him is that it's not so much about writing and reading like most English uh, courses yeah, in, in Taiwan. Taiwan. Yeah. It's a lot about speaking and listening, mostly speaking, because the teacher would ask us to record what we speak. Mm. Like we have to yeah, submit a little tape to, <laughs> for the teacher to hear. So, yeah, I was trained when I was little. <laughs> yeah, to speak. Yes. And to be comfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the English wasn't too big of a problem, but no. it was more like culturally, I guess. Yes, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So did you have any culture shock when you first arrived or in that year? You spent a full year there, right? Or a full school year? Yeah, it's full school year. To be exact, it was like a 10 months. Okay, mm -hmm. so what were the biggest surprises or did you have any kind of bad experiences where, you know, it was something totally new or? I think, well, everything was new. It was just hard to fit in the whole thing. I mean, my family treated me very well. And in a school, like one of the regrets I have is that mm. I didn't like involve in the circle. Like I was not so into the circle, I think. I mean, I was too good of a student. <laughs> <laughs> I was so good at like studying, asking teacher questions and handing papers, assignments. But I never like join any out of school activities. Off school activities. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. So if you could go back to that time, what were some of those things specifically that you would want to try or do? Uh, Hang out, get drunk. <laughs> Oh, because I was so good of an angel. And our exchange student program told us four Ds that we cannot do. Oh, that's interesting. Driving. Driving. Dating. Dating. Drugs. Yeah, drugs. And what else? What was the fourth D? <laughs> you got stuck at drugs. Hold <laughs> on. Driving, dating, drugs. What else? Wow. I don't know. Dying. Last? Dying. Ah, that's it. That's, that's a, a good, good one. That's the most important <laughs> yeah. one. Don't do that one first. <laughs> Definitely save that one for last. So, so I, I never had any of those things. Oh, I think those are the regrets. Yeah, that's <laughs> I, a said drugs. I said drugs. <laughs> I'm not interested in trying drugs. <laughs> that is such a shame. Yeah, you yeah. didn't die. <laughs> well, actually, oh, there was a story. Did. Yeah, I almost did. 
But I was too good of an angel, so I was at the brim of the dying. But I didn't really didn't go. Okay, because I went rafting with my friends. It was like the only <laughs> off-school activity, I think. I just went rafting in the river, and when they came across a bridge, they climbed out the bridge and jumped down to enjoy the excitement, and then swim to the shore. I think. Okay. Yeah, but I didn't try it. Oh, I see. <laughs> okay, so you were literally yeah. standing at the edge. Yeah, I was just seeing them trying, and they were like, there was peer pressure, you know, like of people, were, yeah, people say, "Come on, Angel, try it." Yeah, just jump. Yeah, have but fun. I know I cannot protect myself. I don't want to die here, and my parents have to fly here to <laughs> to pick up your yeah. to pick up your body as it floats yeah. to heaven like yeah. an angel. Yeah. So well. <laughs> I think driving is almost the same thing. Like as I told you before, yeah, recently I just start driving like as a real thing, not as a paper license. Right, <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's, it's so late. And everyone, <laughs> yeah, no, that's so late of a life. Yeah, <laughs> not when I was sixteen. I'm sorry. <laughs> exactly, you're a little bit older now than sixteen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. But I think that's the theme that we're trying to talk about is that when you're too protect, too mm. protect yourself, yeah, too you protective. lose, yeah, you lose some opportunities to to try new things. I yeah, think exactly. Yeah, I know you are a very good Taiwanese girl, and you already mentioned that no drugs, of course, we all know <laughs> this. So, but was there a lot of that or alcohol? Did you kind of see that, and was that around you, like you know that peer pressure? Or you just really were kind of so you know innocent that you were blind to that. Because you know when I was in Delta High, I was wearing glasses and I looked like so Asian and <laughs> I was so Asian and so like smart an and I'm so nerd algebra. Who goes to like <laughs> Taipei first? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was like like I'm so not a fun kid because we have like a hall for lunch, right? Mm. And the table I sit with are a bunch of. The all-star nerds. <laughs> no, no, not nerds. Oh. But I don't know how to put it nicely, but uh, overweight girls. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was your crew. Kind of, yeah. They're they very, very nice to me. Mm. I think when you're new to a new place, you need those people that treat you, that welcome you mm. nicely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So those girls are the ones who I hang out with. Yeah. And so my life in Delta, basically just family time. Like we go to church and uh, that's it. <laughs> that sounds like rural America. <laughs> Wow, you got a very authentic experience, I think. <laughs> yeah, but there are pretty much things to do at home too. Like we have a swimming pool and um, we we sing mm. and we make some like sloppy joes or. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah, like there yeah, are some so things. So like cooking and yeah, family time. Like yeah. Good wholesome family time. Yeah, and my host, uh, he's a very interesting person. He's very engineering minded. Mm. Like he likes to solve problems, fix things, and like when Thanksgiving, we invite friends over because my host parents are very hus hospitable. Hospitable, yeah. Mm -hmm. So basically, we throw parties like uh, any chance we have. Right. Yeah, and like for example, my host dad would before Thanksgiving he would rehearse to to cook the bird. Wow, he rehearse to <laughs> cook the turkey. Yes, before Wait, Thanksgiving. Really. So that. He can get the best outcome on the day. <laughs> oh wow! That's where you first start learning how to produce. <laughs> yeah, 
it's like we need to rehearse you yes. need to follow these steps and we'll have the best show yeah 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 yeah. oh wow that's interesting <laughs> he took it seriously yeah 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 this that kind of person very cool <laughs> yeah okay so what about the last d that we didn't talk about which is dating <laughs> my, par uh, my parents <laughs> exactly your my parents, parents are gonna, gonna be like okay we want to hear this listen carefully <laughs> what does she do but the fun thing is that i'm, I'm still single now so so, so maybe you didn't get good practice then yeah i'm, I'm sorry you <laughs> have to rehearse more yeah. then mom sorry because you forbidden me <laughs> exactly <laughs> mom it's all your fault <laughs> you ruined your daughter's it's, chances it's either 16 or 36 <laughs> exactly there's <laughs> nothing in between oh Gee. mother okay we can say this to new taiwanese mothers out there please don't do this to your daughter yeah well they're dating no I, I didn't date at all like i didn't go out with any boys at all so do you remember i mean like did you have attraction to boys did you have like a crush maybe oh the thing is i had a boyfriend before i, I went there so, oh, so I didn't. So you were a devil in Taiwan, <laughs> and you were cleaning your sins in America. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm very. Um, That's actually a bad girl in Taiwan, right? Because, like, especially someone with your like elite pedigree, you know, Taipei first, <laughs> and going to these top schools. The stereotype, anyway, is that yeah, everyone has to go school, bushy bang school, bushy bang school, yeah. bushy, and study, 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 and then barely fall asleep, wake up the next day. Most of these young Taiwanese don't have that leeway, that freedom to date, right? But yeah. you had a boyfriend. I had a boyfriend because I was so good a student, because I, because <laughs> I discuss discuss math with him. <laughs> Wow, really? Yeah, I, I dated the, the best boy <laughs> in my class. Oh, I see. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, smartest. Whoever's boy. at the top of the rank of yes, the test, you're yes. like, that guy's so sexy. <laughs> Look at that score. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not even like how tall he is or he's handsome or he plays sports. It's like, oh my God, 100, 100 out of 100. It's my kind of guy. His brain is sexy. Wow, that's that's really true for you. Yeah, but yes. However, I broke up with him once I come back to Taiwan. No, he broke up with me. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, because I got too fat. Oh, you got American. <laughs> so your host father's preparation was good. He, he cooked very good turkey. Yes. And you ate too much. Yes, yes. And I ate, I just ate too much cheese when I was in America. Oh, cheese. That's yeah, true. It's a bad thing. It's, it's a good Stay thing. Stay away and a from bad it. <laughs> wow. So how many, you know, because we say in the US, like when you go to college, it's the freshman 15. You will gain like 15 pounds in your freshman year. Oh. So how many kilos, I guess? We're in Taiwan. So we're talking kilos here. Do you know? What was this uh, transformation like? I think it would be about 10 kilo. Whoa, that's a lot of weight. Yeah, it's because it's so obvious. The thing is, when I was in US, every time I get a chance to eat, I eat very full. Because I feel like if I want to eat something between meals, it costs trouble <laughs> to other people. Oh, you're so Asian. <laughs> 
Yes, almost like Japanese. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's so Japanese. <laughs> yeah, that's meiwaku kakenai. It's like don't bother other people. Yes, yes. And I don't want to trouble you. Let me just trouble myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So I eat like as much as I can every time. So you don't have to bother other people. <laughs> that wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay, but that ended up yeah <laughs> badly. <laughs> <laughs> Huh. Okay. So, any other memories from this time in Delta, Colorado? What were your kind of biggest takeaways or biggest maybe life lessons? Now, looking back on that, I think American education affects me a lot.、Mm. I really like the way that they teach stuff because every time, like in every subject, they always start from the definition. Every time when you have to solve problems. Definition is the the very the, the most important yeah the the most important thing that you need to remember and then you can it's a really good tool for for you to to solve anything even if art class I really like the way they teach art class it's not like they just throw you bunch of tools and you can draw anything you want it's rather that they give you a painting like teach you stroke by stroke. So that you learn the skills to paint the exact same thing. So that once you learn this basic stuff, you can start using the tools on your own. Right. Yeah, I think it's a really nice way to learn things. And even today, I still keep that in mind. I think even today is the is my way to go when I need to learn things. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess we'll get to that very soon, where we kind of can compare this to the Taiwanese education system. But maybe for people who don't understand Taiwan's education system or the Asian education system, why is knowing the definition such a big thing, right? Because like for Americans, people are like,、uh, of course, right? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we have to know what we're talking about, right? Yeah. But yeah. So why was that such a different kind of concept for you? Can you explain that? I think Chinese education don't treat definition as important in the beginning. I think it gets in the way <laughs> of like the solution. I think I think Chinese education puts more emphasis on solving the 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 problem, the problems. The answer is the most important. Yeah, it's like learning learning the ways to solve the problems, but not like you have the foundation to solve it on your own. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So what you're referring to is like you know by having that definition we can set that foundation for the building blocks and then learn how to use those building blocks to build some kind of logic or some、yeah. own answer or maybe even creatively in a different direction, right? Yeah, I think American education is that they teach you the foundation and then you have a lot of space to to use it. It's a very big blank piece of paper that you can draw anything on it.、Mm. But Taiwanese education is more like you have to memorize how to solve the <laughs> yeah,、exactly. solve the problem. It's like the paper's full already, right? Of like <laughs> characters, and you just have to like remember everything and make sure everything fits in the place too. Yes, I feel like when I was in Taiwan, I was not trained to、think. to solve. Yeah, not trained to think that way. Yeah. So okay. So I think this might be a really great segue into coming back to Taiwan. First,、uh, heartbreak. Your boyfriend broke up with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then you got into, as I mentioned, into the top girls' high school. So yes, that's a. It's a really. Prestigious thing here in Taiwan for sure, and just you know in Asian culture in general, right? If you go to the top high schools, what was that process like? We, we had a guest from China, and we're talking about the Gaokao, right? Like this test that defines your life. A couple of our previous guests have talked about this. So, 
in Taiwan, it's Hui Kao. Yeah. Yeah. So what was that test like? And I also think it's a perfect time for this episode because that test season in Taiwan is in May, right? It's coming up. I saw mm. it on the news recently. They were mentioning that all of these Taiwanese young students are going to the temple to, <laughs> to pray to the, you know, these different gods, right? Yeah. To have yeah. like divine luck on their entrance examination. So yeah, let's talk about that. Like, what is this process like to, you know, get into this high school? Um, I think my generation is different from nowadays. At the time, we ha you have two chances to take the test. And the, the full score was 300. Yeah, and I, I didn't do well at the first time. I only got like 263, I think, something mm. like that. And so I have to prepare and take the second chance. And I, I got 27.9, something like that. And 279. Yeah, yeah, 279. Okay. Oh, wow. So you don't even have to get like 299 out of 300. No, the, the bar at that year was 279. Yeah. I think the way to get in TFG is I was just too good of a student. <laughs> you know, I just basically do what teachers tell me to do. Like sometimes you have to rehearse. Sometimes you have to review. Yeah. Sometimes you have to practice and I just do everything they tell me to do. I think it's I think it's simple enough. You just listen to them. Right. And then you'll get what you want to get. Right. It's that obedience that we talked about. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's like the epitome of like a great Taiwanese kid. I mean like a boy or a girl, right? Like Han Kwai. Like just oh you're so good you listen, you know? You're Yeah. Yeah. And I was lucky enough that I don't need to worry anything else in my life because my parents take care of everything. Mm. Yeah, I don't have to cook. I don't have to do the house chores. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was even more protected than other students in Taiwan because my mother was a kindergarten teacher. Mm. So when I was in kindergarten, she takes care of me even if I'm in school. Whoa, <laughs> you know what, what I mean? mean? No, what is it? Yeah. I, I mean, like, even if you're in school, like your parents are watching you. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and my dad works in the junior high I went to. Okay. Yeah. So this explains a lot. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Well, I mean, just simply your parents are both educators. Yeah, pretty much. Right. Yeah. My mother's family, there are a lot of teachers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> makes a lot of sense. <laughs> So from kindergarten, they're watching you. And then junior yeah. high school, your dad's watching you. Yeah, yeah. And then they send spies to watch you in high school. <laughs> there, was a, there was a funny thing that when I was in junior high, there was a, there was a guy, Zhang, like upper grade right. male student. Yes, your senior. Wants to, yeah, senior wants, yeah. To, uh, wants to date me, basically. But I don't know why he wrote down a piece of paper. He writes his feelings about me on a piece of paper. And someone, like some staff in the school, found it and gave it to my dad. <laughs> oh, so there was a spy. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Oh, I've heard a lot of stories like this from Taiwanese girls or boys, but especially girls, right? They're very protected from these like, you know, bad boys, you know, who want love <laughs> or something. And these stories can be really sad, actually. You know, like the father sometimes goes and beats <laughs> up the boy or believe me, I've heard stories like this. So, but what about your situation? Did your father like scream at you or did he do something to the boy or did you get grounded? I mean, you know, you had some penalty or what happened? No, that's not what my father does. Oh, what is his he, technique? He's very calm. <laughs> he just asked me, what is this? And that's it. 
And I didn't say anything. I just keep silent. <laughs> that's oh, the way. That's okay. the way we we communicate. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. So that was the end of that relationship. No relationship at all because I, I don't like the guy. Oh, I see. Yeah. So you didn't like him anyway. So no problem. Yeah. It just feels interesting that why there appears that piece of paper. Right. 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 Yeah. <laughs> and how it gets found and yeah. gets to your father. Oh my goodness. <laughs> What was the question? <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. So Taipei First. So Taipei First Girls School. What was that like going to this school? It's in Zhongzheng, right? The government area in Taipei, yeah. the old area. So It's across from the president's hall. Right. Yeah. I think it's a lot of pressure, right? I mean, so how do you find out? It's just once you get your score, you know, automatically you get in or, you know, how does this work? You know how much your score is and well, you have to fill in like your priorities and one day it will announce which one you got. Do you remember that when you got the announcement? What was the situation like with you or maybe even your parents? I'm sure they were very proud too. So I think I was just logging to the website and found out and really excited. And you know that going to TFG is something that my relatives still brag about. Every year, every time they see me, they still, if they don't mention it they still like thinking you are the best student best <laughs> the best in the, taiwan yeah basically. The, the best of the family like the smartest kid in the family like something like that <laughs> oh wow even when you're like 50 years old they're like you know she went to taipei first when she was young. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure that that thing is gonna follow you for the rest of your life yeah yeah it's like it's being ironed on my skin. <laughs> right, 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 right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, like a cow. It's been branded <laughs> into you, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you should get a tattoo. What about that? <laughs> TFG. Because <laughs> our our uniform was very distinguished as well. Like every time when you walk on the streets, like people treat you nicely. <laughs> Yes. So it yeah. says here, it says the school is famous for the traditions it maintains, including the uniform of a green shirt and black skirt or black trousers carried over from air raid days. The school has adopted various different policies regarding the traditional uniform over the decades, including incorporating pants, slacks and different jackets. Yet it still keeps true to the tradition of the green shirt, which is recognized widely all across Taiwan. Yes, as I remember, I think the reason why it was green because it was a uh, camouflage yeah. during the the war time. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. The next sentence says the green was initially used to distinguish the school from the presidential office, which was located directly across the street during air raids. Yeah. Yeah. So to protect against getting bombed, basically, <laughs> you need a bright it green. It sounds so cool. I know, bright green uniform. And then another interesting information I wanted to ask you about this. It says every year on December twelfth, alumni from all around the world participate in the International Taipei First Girls High School Uniform Day and wear the green <laughs> uniforms they yeah. once wore as students. No way. Yeah, some people still do it. It's a big day of our alumni. Wow. Yeah. So you've done that after you graduated yes. on a December 12th. Sure, you, sure. Oh, wow. Yeah. Really? 
Yeah, because that's the the only day of the year that you can brag about your high school. Right, <laughs> even when like, it's far past. <laughs> yeah, I post a green shirt photo and say "Happy Birthday, TFG." The school's also famous for their marching band, right? Yeah, I was in marching. the marching band Ooh. playing trombone. Oh damn,、yeah. you're the top of the top. Yeah. Yes. So what is that about? Because that's really famous. I mean, for also being like very strict and very difficult, and you know, you need a lot of discipline to be in there. I guess you have like tryouts and stuff like this. It's competitive to be on there. It used to be has height restraints. You have to be above certain heights so that you can enter. But over the years, people don't want to practice these things anymore. So they start to like make rules to grab students to enter the band and the.、Uh, Because there are three different teams. One is playing instruments, and the other plays guns. And I don't know how to say it in English. Oh, like the rifle, something maybe. The long guns, and yeah, they、rifle. like they play with it to play tricks. Right. Yeah. They flip it around, and and the the third one plays flags. Oh,、yeah. I see. Yeah. And、okay. so so after the first exams. In the first year of the high school, they ask the top grade students to go to the marching band, and the second high go to the playing the guns.、Uh, I think the third is volunteer. Okay. Yeah. So I was asked to go practicing the marching band, even though I wanted to go to street dance club. I wanted to go to street dance club, but my teacher said street dance was like wearing so little clothes and trying to attract boys. Exactly, trying、yeah. to do the big D dating. <laughs> Yeah, and and she thinks going to marching band is pride, so I was convinced. <laughs> oh wow, that's interesting. I didn't realize that the marching band, especially the instrument part, was the prestigious one in terms of also academically, right? So you're、yes. saying that only the top students can join. I think you can volunteer as well, but the good students are、oh, asked. Priority. Yeah, they're asked to practice at least six times. Oh wow! And then you can ask to retire. <laughs> right, 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 right. But I didn't retire. I just, just joined it. With it. Yeah. So does that mean you do some like interesting things? You know, because the marching band's famous for performing. You know, kind of all around the world in some、yes. different events. Did you have any memorable things from that? Um, sadly enough, the year I think because of some political reasons, you didn't have chance to go abroad. But we still went to like. National contests,、mm. yeah, and got champion, something like that. And then, yeah, you mentioned about the street dance club because、yeah. I think that's another thing that Taipei First is pretty famous for. It says there are more than fifty student organizations and clubs within TFG, and there's all kinds of interesting clubs like the Brain Enhancement Club, Detective Deduction Club, Hand Puppet Club, Magic <laughs> Club, Poets Club, and they have one. That I think you'll love is the anti drugs club. <laughs> Did you join the anti drugs club? Be honest. I was the underground <laughs> member. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, did you join any of these clubs? Were you part of the clubs as well? No, I I only join marching band. We even need to practice on weekends. Yeah, yeah. I heard it's super super strict and、yeah. time consuming. Yeah, and um. Because the soul of TFG, I think, is that everyone does things so seriously, like they practice so seriously. So, 
if you have chance to go see their performance, I think every year they have like a performance of many clubs like dancing or、uh, hand puppets, something like that. Like they all perform very professionally.、Mm. Yeah, because these girls just if they can good grades. They can do anything else. Right. <laughs> okay. So basically, you just go full in on marching band throughout your whole time at school, or I mean, like the three years in the high school. I would say I gave my full attention to my study, and the second is the marching band. Okay. Yeah. Nothing else. I didn't meet any boys <sighs> during those three years. <laughs> you really, you really got brainwashed about the the four Ds, <laughs> and you didn't die either. You're still here. <laughs> And we know that you don't drive well. So, jeez,、oh. those four days just killed me, <laughs> ruined my life. <laughs> so, okay, so let me let me dig a little here. So, what is the worst thing, the naughtiest thing that you did in high school? Is there some rebelliousness that crept up, some secret thing that we can reveal here on the podcast for the first time? Honestly speaking. Wow. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. You never skipped class. You never didn't turn in your homework and say your dog ate it. <laughs> you never secretly dated. No, of no, course not. I was punctual, and I even go running every morning in my third year. Wow. <laughs> so boring. Gee. <laughs> 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 wow. Really? So it it didn't start in high school. Nothing. No, you were super straight. <laughs> yeah, and the, the spark didn't. It wasn't lit yet. Yeah, that's impressive. But I mean, so do you think that that's true? Generally speaking, for Taipei first girls, you know,、uh, high school, like the girls who go there, especially at your time, do you think like hundred percent of them were like this, or were there some girls that were kind of known to be the bad girls or like rebellious girls?、Um, I think there are still some rebellious girls. I think there are still like various kinds of girls in that school. The only thing we're in common is the the good grades we got.、Mm. Except that there are all kinds of different personalities, and some of my classmates they would like go protest. Cause when I was in high school, there was a protest to change the president. The president of the high school. No, the president of the oh of Taiwan of Taiwan across was, the street. Yes,、like, yes. Get out of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some of the classmates they went there and they they speak to the crowd. Wow,、yeah. that's yeah. interesting. But I didn't join it. You didn't because I was so boring. <laughs> <laughs> I was so boring. You're just girl, studying、so、as、sorry. everyone's protesting outside. Like, shut up! I'm studying. <laughs> Yeah. President was that Chen Shui-bian? Yes. Yeah. Right. 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 Oh. So that was like during his trial. I mean, he was getting in trouble for like corruption stuff. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> I see. Wow. Okay. So yeah, but that makes sense, right? Because as you said, the people there, they're always the best at what they do, right? So、yes. if they're interested in politics, or、yeah. even if they come from a political family, I'm sure they'll be really politically active. Yeah, I think the 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 soul of TFG is pursue outstanding. Like everything we do, we pursue to become something. <laughs> right, to be the best. And yes, to do it well. I think that's the the most takeaway from TFG. Still affect me till this day. 
Were there any students at that time that you went with that have gone on to become something really interesting, someone famous or someone, you know, of consequence or have done something interesting that you can remember or? Well, you mean my classmates, right? Yeah. Well, most of them become lawyers, engineers, doctors, pharmacists, pretty much. I think they're good, but they're not rebellious. Right. I think there there are very few like, like uh, entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs or like activists. Very few, I think. Right. Exactly. Which makes sense. Yeah. Because they're just Following. so obedient. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. So engineers, doctors, all of that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And so that's maybe a great segue into college. So as you were about to leave, did you know exactly where you wanted to go to college and what you wanted to study? Actually, I was I was hoping to become a architect when I was in high school because oh, okay. I was interested in architecture. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Design, and you had like yeah. a kind of art background as well, right? Yeah, so. and I I like interior design as well. But my dad told me that there's no way that you're gonna negotiate. That communicate with the workers at the the work site. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so pragmatic. That makes a lot of sense, though. Yeah, because yeah. like, especially on a construction site. Yeah, yeah that yes, makes a lot yes. of sense. Yeah, and I don't speak Taiwanese. Exactly. They they'll all speak Taiwanese. And I don't eat like the the beetle nuts. <laughs> wow, the I'm impressed. You know Bing what Lang. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Look yeah, at my and red I don't teeth. drink. I don't drink. <laughs> yeah, you're screwed. Forget that industry. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And, and I'm gonna, I'm not gonna die at the site. True. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely not your field. <laughs> yeah, there's death everywhere. There's <laughs> Bing Lang everywhere. There's like really bad language everywhere. <laughs> My dad cannot let his angel to go in that, that kind of place environment. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Because yeah, architecture is a very white collar field, but. If you're working, especially in Taiwan, you're gonna have to work on those construction sites. So yeah, and I was convinced again. <laughs> it's so easy to convince this girl. <laughs> I think that's that's the. I think you're yeah. You point out the the biggest questions that because I don't explore other things other than my study stuff. Right. So, so every, you just have to listen. Yeah. To your, every, every time, like everyone else, tell me to do something, and I was like, okay. <laughs> Okay, I'll do it. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> like, yes, ma'am. Yes, yes. You should have been a soldier. <laughs> wow. Okay, so you wanted to be an architect, but that dream was killed immediately by your wonderful father. Yes. And <laughs> so then you went the traditional route, as we just talked about, the TFG graduates. Many of them become engineers. So my my love towards art was killed and then i started thinking like okay in these subjects like which one should should i pick and i think i enjoy studying chemistry oh okay. yeah so so i picked chemistry yeah i was kind of fascinated by chemistry but i think the only reason is that i didn't explore other stuff <laughs> <laughs> like i haven't encountered filmmaking yet right. or so many things else mm. yeah oh so you entered Da as a chemistry major it, yeah it's chemistry was part of it but it's more like engineering and science because i went to a nanoscience engineering major because nanoscience sounds cool yeah it's super nerdy that's <laughs> 
like as nerdy as you can get. And I went to interview, and they really liked me, and they gave me scholarship. And besides, I didn't have anything else to choose. Oh, like, wow! I also applied for NTU, the best college as well,、mm. but I only have five schools. I mean. Yeah, five choices. Yeah, five choices to fill in, and the best choice I had was that nanoscience. It's a cross department program. Oh,、okay. it's almost the second year, and there were only twenty two people in a year. Very elite、right. <laughs> program. That's the story of your life. <laughs> okay, so a very important academic question. I think it's gonna be hard for you to answer, but did you start dating? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in freshman year, yes. Oh wow! <laughs> But、finally. I didn't tell my dad though. <laughs> oh, sorry, dad. Don't listen to this. <laughs> oh wow! So finally, you start dating in college. Yes. <laughs> And actually, that makes sense because I guess if you were in Taipei, if you went to Taida, it's still Taipei. Yeah, and it's still living with my parents. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and you would have to live with your parents because you're from Taipei. That would limit your freedom quite、yes. a bit. So I think it's、yeah. really great. Even though Shinju, for people who know Taiwan, it's not that far actually. But yeah. You know what? Maybe I should move out. <laughs> I just gave I you still, a bad idea. Oh, sorry, father. Because I'm still living with them. <laughs> There you go. Your love life is gonna explode after this. You're gonna find a new apartment, and then everyone is gonna be like, "Oh my god, where is she living now?" We don't have to worry about mom and dad now. <laughs> it actually、yeah. makes a lot of sense. See, I told you. <laughs> I'm telling you. Gee, that was it. That was it. When you go out to Shinju, wild Shinju. Yeah.、Oh. And, and I even so I try a new thing in college, which is ballroom dancing club. Oh, okay.、Yeah, I finally start dancing, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> The D, another D. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You got it. All the D's are coming. All the D's are coming. Wow. So why? So why ballroom dancing? What was the impetus to go into this? Was this just a random occurrence? Was this one of your Latin boyfriends? Was this? Well, basically, I like dancing. You know that.、Mm. I try to go to a street dancing club. Right. And second is, I heard people say, like every girl who dances ballroom dancing are in good shape. <laughs> They're、oh. fit. Did you still have some weight from Delta, Colorado? No, no. Oh, you already I, lost. I, I I went jogging every day. Oh, that's right. <laughs> in and, high school. And you were marching every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And because I lost a boyfriend. <laughs> exactly. So you are so skinny now. Yeah. That's true. Yeah.、Okay. Learn from my mistake. Yeah. That's. <laughs> That's a good lesson in life. Learn from our mistakes. Yeah. Okay. So, how long did you do this ballroom dancing? Oh wow! Basically, I spent most of my college life practicing dancing. Oh wow!、Yeah. Okay. I even went to competition outside of school. Oh, so this、yeah. really became serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wake up and practice dancing like 8 a.m. and then 10 a.m. I go to class. I'm not sure if you know about ballroom dancing, like because you need to wear heels to dance, so you have to encounter the frustration and、mm. hurtfulness, the pain, the pain at first, the female pain <laughs> of beauty, right? <laughs> to look beautiful, but it's painful. Yeah, I just have to pass the bar, and then you will start progressing. Right. Yeah. And so when I first enter the ballroom dancing club, I look at 
those seniors they do solos. Solo means one guy and a, a girl on the stage. And I I was thinking that that's what I want to do. Like I don't want to dance with other people. When I dance, I want people to just look at me. Oh damn! Don't look at others. <laughs> don't look at that girl. Yeah. So I practice so hard, like to progress to become a, a dancer. Did you finally get your solo of your dreams? Yes. Oh. When I was studying in Xinzhou, I even went to dance classrooms in Taipei. Like I have to travel like between Taipei and Xinzhou every week just to go to a good classroom to learn. And when I finally get a chance to solo at the performance of the club, those seniors were so amazed. Like you have progressed a lot, you have changed a lot, and people really enjoy watching me dancing. Huh. So、yeah. where was this solo? I mean, was this at school? At, at school, because we have performance like every semester. Uh, once I made my way to solo, I also asked my partner to go to some competitions outside of school. Like I really bought a dress just to go to the contests. And did you have one partner? I mean, like one partner that you kind of worked with for a couple years, or yeah, it's like that. Well, for solo, I maybe change partners like every semester or every year, just due to various reasons、mm. that we we cannot partner anymore. But for going to con. Tests. I just practice with one person. And was this one of the guys you were dating? I know that question coming. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's it's the other way around. Every guy I date, I ask them to learn how to dance. <laughs> oh, I see. The chicken or the egg? But the, I see. That's interesting. Yeah, but but it's it's not a nice thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess that's love, right? If he—that's your test of love. If you love me, you'll dance with me on the stage. <laughs> well, that makes that person become a slave of love. I think. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Which is not nice. I wouldn't do anything like that anymore. If you ask me now, I would date with a guy who is okay with me dancing with other boys, but I、right. won't ask him to dance with me if he's not interested. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but in those days, you really force the guys. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> that means yes. That means totally yes. Yeah. Poor boys. So we apologize, boys out there. You know I'm not an angel. That's、exactly. what I said first. Now you know. So I see. So this devilish side of yours started to become、uh, nurtured in college. <laughs> Yeah, and lucky thing is that at the very last solo, my parents came.、Mm. Yeah, and they hadn't seen you dance prior to this. No, no, except except videos, but、Not、I think live. Yeah, that's the first time they travel to Xinjiang because I'm I'm going to graduate. They,、oh. That may be the last the last time. Right. Yeah. So and funny enough, they couldn't come to Xinjiang on the performance day, so they went to see rehearsal, the final rehearsal. But it was, it was still sweet. Okay. That they came, and、yeah. because I wear the costume and stuff, so it feels like the real thing. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, but it's a little bit sad, right? I mean, for everyone, it would have been great if they could see the real performance. Yeah. Were they surprised? Were they shocked? Ah,、uh, they know that I'm so into ballroom dancing. They heard about it, but they never see it with their own eyes. <laughs> right. But were they happy? Did they communicate anything like happiness or pride or anything? Or it's very typically Asian. It's just okay. 
I can't remember his, they say anything regarding to the dance thing, but at my graduation, my department gave me a, a card, like a gift card, and it's collected from my parents, various, my friends, like the, one of them was from my dad, and he wrote, be yourself, do the best. Oh, so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But at that time, yeah, I think that time. Okay. I was just thinking that time whether or not he knows I'm going to TNU. <laughs> oh, that's I think funny. he knows. I think he knows. Oh, he already time. knew at that time. Yeah. Well, the funny thing about TNUA is that when I applied for the school, I didn't tell my parents at all. Yeah, because the reason is. So TNUA is Taipei National University of the Arts. Yeah, what I learned filmmaking. Right. Yeah. I didn't want to tell them because I didn't want to prove to them anything because it just felt frustrating and tiring. I was just going to take this application as a proof. Like if I can enter the school, it's proven that I have the ability or the, the chance to become a good filmmaker. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> That's what you thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so at the time when, when I find out that I admitted by the school, I was going to call my dad and tell them and tell my parents. However, the school has already sent a letter to them. Oh, another spy. Yeah, and they open a letter and they freak out. <laughs> yeah, because that was how they found out. Yes. It's not a nice way. I'm sorry. <laughs> and so like for people who don't understand this background, it's important to realize that because, you know, you went to the top high school mm -hmm. that produces a lot of the top scientists, especially. And then you go on to a very highest level kind of engineering science schools as well. Jiao Da is very famous for that. Yeah. In, and Shinju itself is a really, really highly scientific town, right? Yes. It's full of science parks and TSMC and other kind of, you know, big companies like this. And in that major of yours, the idea or expectation of you is to follow that path, right? Yeah. Go into engineering or basically stay in Shinju, go to a big company. So that must have been a pretty big shock, to say the least, for your parents, especially if they had no idea. So... Where did this come from? I mean, this change. When did you first touch kind of this magic of filmmaking? And when did you, you know, make this decision to switch careers? First thing I, I mentioned that at my freshman year, I was lucky enough to join a lab to do some experiment on nano gold. Mm. <laughs> like you have to make nano gold every day and put them into a machine to measure their wavelengths. <laughs> something like that wow okay and i don't know it just uh, i got a feeling that i don't want to spend the rest of my life facing these machines and living in a, a lab and calculating it's the thing is just not what i want to do wow mm -hmm. i think i want to interact with people mm. and i want to have a chance to to use my creativity and i think in the lab is not a place for me right yeah I totally understand this, but yeah. why filmmaking then? I think the, the very first chance I encounter filmmaking is that my cousin, she's in the business. She has a company that does filmmaking, like commercials and documentaries, something like that. Mm. Yeah, and sometimes she invites me to run some shorts or to help at the sites and sometimes be an extra 
Mm, yeah. Okay. So, and I think it's it feels interesting to me at the time, and also there was a department of mass media. Okay. Yeah, like yeah. mass media and communications. Yeah. Something like this. NCTU has that kind of department. Okay. And sometimes they make films and they recruit actors and actresses. They are students, like. They, mm, yeah, they like any students they can do, come. Yeah, they do auditions. Right. And I went and I was selected to play one of their roles. So that's the first time I joined a real crew and filmed something as in an actress. And so it feels interesting as well. So I stepped further on my journey of exploring that I joined a outside school, kind of like club. I got information from PTT. It's the bulletin, online bulletin board. Yeah. Right. Basically, they are they, they want to gather people who are interested in filmmaking and has zero experience. It just takes a one thousand NT to join the club, and so they, they kind of like crowdfund and Ooh. then ask these people to to make a film. So I use this film to apply for TNUA. No way. <laughs> that is so random. That's amazing. <laughs> Off of a bulletin board. It's like such a hustling thing. Like it's just like advertising, collecting money, and let's make something. Yeah, right? basically. Yeah, that's amazing. But I was so enjoyed when I when I was doing this because I like I like solving problems. Like we had to find some like some things to use for filming. Like props. Yeah, props, props. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I just can't think of the word, yeah, yeah, so yeah, I have yeah. to describe it. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. I, I was so enjoying like finding crops, finding location. Crops, props, yeah. or maybe crops if it's like a <laughs> props. I'm if sorry. It's like a farming movie. <laughs> so you found crops like corn, <laughs> uh, props, horse. <laughs> it's a little hard. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I just enjoy it, and I like being on site. Like you have to be silent, and everyone like. Holding their breath to to finish this shot. The scene, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That was exciting to you. Yeah. I think it's, it feels connected to other people. <laughs> right. To humans. Yeah. <laughs> Not Real. to numbers yeah. and like data, right? Yeah. No, I totally understand. Oh, that's interesting. So this film that this kind of short film that you guys made together in this project that you also used to apply to TNUA. Yeah. Uh, what was it? What was the film about? It's a love story among different parallel universes. Ooh, <laughs> that's a trippy story. Yeah. Hmm. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Okay. It's very low budget, and to be honest, the quality of the film was not nearly professional. Just very amateur. Right. But it was good enough to help me to get in to right. <laughs> to TNUA. Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. Not sure if you know this. There is a very prestigious. Director, he's also graduated from TNUA, hmm. but he has already passed away. Oh, Called okay. Edward Young. Yes, of course. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. The Taipei story. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, Edward Young is a king. He's yeah, a god he's, of Taiwanese yes, film, hundred yes. percent. Yeah. So Edward Young was graduated from NCTU as well. So I think maybe there's something about NCTU, some magic. Yeah. <laughs> to switch engineers <clears throat> into engineers to like filmmakers. give up their life and go to film. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, uh, but it's pretty cool, right? So Edward Young was a Taiwanese filmmaker. He rose to prominence as a pioneer in the Taiwanese new wave of the 1980s. He's regarded as one of the leading filmmakers of Taiwanese cinema. He won the Best Director Award at Cannes for his 2000 film EE. Mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
and he actually died in Beverly Hills in the U.S. and went to USC as well, which is also a top American film school. How was his major in NCTU? Does Let's he say see, yeah, National Jiao Tong University BSEE, yeah, Electrical Engineering. Yeah, see? That's amazing. <laughs> no way, that's funny. Yeah, but there's an interesting thing that recently I'm trying to make an animated film and I need some bio images, some mm. moving bio images to combine with hand drawing animation. I wrote a letter to a professor in NCTU. He's from chemistry department because I was so good a student in chemistry. So he really likes me and very impressed by me. So I wrote to him to ask whether he has connection to to get these images and he helps me immediately. So it, it just happened yesterday. Oh. So it gave me a feeling that NCTU is a really open-minded place. Huh. That teachers would not say that you can't do this, you can't do that. that They're really willing to help. And supportive whatever you want to do. Yeah. Hmm. I think I was never judged by the professors in school. So nothing but good memories from Jiao Tong. Yeah. And then after graduating, you went to film school in Beitou. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What were your kind of biggest memories from film school? That's also where you met uh, Randy, Randy Finch, who yes. yeah introduced us yes. as well. So yeah, what was your time like there? Yeah, at the time of the story, you would probably think that the protagonist <laughs> finally finds the right track. Right. She should at this point in the in the film. <laughs> but is this what happens in this plot or what? Well, plot twist. <laughs> so. I think I was too greedy when I entered TNUA because my strategy is that when I graduate, I want to have the master's degree. At the same time, I want to have the work experience. So, so when I go to TNUA, I also part-time at a film company. Oh, I see. Yeah, but I think it turned out to be a bad decision because the time at the film company ate up my time where I should have spent in school and hang out with those directors and writers. I, I lost the chance to build relationship either with my classmates or with the teachers because TNU has really, really great teachers. Yeah, yeah. and uh, obviously a very rich environment for that, right? For that yeah. creative flourishing because yes. those are all people who are passionate about those things. Oh, so you didn't learn from your Delta experience. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it makes sense though, right? I mean, it, this is like the moral of the story, which is you just didn't have that kind of background. Your background was actually about always overachieving, right? Like always yeah. doing everything at the top where, as we said, that comes with a sacrifice. Yeah, <laughs> you just reminded me that a dumb thing I did when I was in Delta. You remember I mentioned a relative that the girl that went to exchange student before me? Right, right, right. Remember the, remember the, the, the girl, girl who right? your parents used to trick you. Yes, 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 yes. So her milestone was she read over 100 books when she was an exchange student. I wanted to follow her steps. <laughs> I spent some of the times reading in the U.S., which turned out to be... Turned out to be very dumb. <laughs> it's like you, you can you can read books in Taiwan as well. Right. Yeah. I know you fly all the way across the world and yeah. you're just like stuck in a book. <laughs> yeah. As life passes you by. Yeah, but I just want to beat people, you know. <laughs> oh man. Just... It's really this is a movie. It's like uh 
what is it's like i don't know if you've seen groundhog day but groundhog day yeah it's like the same day over yeah. and <laughs> Yeah. Oh wow! So you did the same thing at. Yeah, I keep making the same mistake because <laughs> I haven't encountered a, like a very big failure and makes me to think. Right, <laughs> makes you reassess your life decisions. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but it it makes so much sense though. I see. Okay, so you are just yeah, you're an overachiever. So you just try to do everything and pack everything in that you don't have that freedom to really relax, yeah. explore, think. But, but sometimes I chose the wrong goal. <laughs> the wrong I said, goal. I said the wrong goal. Yeah, I should have the four Ds, you know. Exactly. <laughs> you should have had a lot of Ds. Yeah, and when people say no to me, I can't take it as no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> When people tell anything to me, I shouldn't think it's the only path I, I could Exactly. I could go. You shouldn't just yeah. say yes so quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I'm dumb. <laughs> oh, that's a D. <laughs> you did one D. <laughs> we found it. Oh, I see. Okay. So you were, oh, yeah, that's, that is kind of sad, right? Because <laughs> it's something you really love. And yeah, that I just think that environment there is really great to hang out. And, you know, especially from an American perspective, right? Because that's what we think is going to college. A lot of what you learn, a lot of what you remember is not from any particular class or even a professor, but it's really about those social experiences, about friends you make, about hanging out, about making mistakes, you know? Yeah. But that's not really encouraged here in Taiwan, right? The culture. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I should have... I should have chat with my classmates more because mm. they are really film lovers and they know a lot of stuff. But I just I just didn't hang out with them as much. Right. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Start today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah. went drinking with them last Christmas. Oh, yeah. Finally. <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm so, sorry. It's not a success story. Huh. <laughs> it's a failure story <laughs> of my life. <laughs> okay. So what about after graduating from TNUA? Because I also mentioned in the beginning that you moved to Beijing. Was this like right after oh, or no? Oh, That's... you lost a big, you lost a part. Okay. You lost three years of my life. Oh, three years. Yeah. We just deleted three, <laughs> deleted three years of your life. Yeah. Okay. So after TNUA, you had a three-year secret. Yeah. There, there was a gap. Okay. Because I went, oh, I, I didn't graduate TNUA, oh, okay. from TNUA. Oh, you you never graduated. I never graduated oh, from TNUA. Oh, nice. Congratulations. I'm, <laughs> now it's getting exciting. <laughs> I'm proud of you. I got, a, I got one more day. Drop. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Drop out. That's amazing. As a Taipei first girl, I am so proud of you. But I wasn't drop out. I just, I just, just uh, took a, I just took a rest and stopped going. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay, okay, okay. So what happened? Well, you it's started doing the, drugs and started. <laughs> just dealing drugs. Exactly. Dealing drugs. There you go. Two Ds. Yes. Double D. <laughs> Wow. Well, I, I made another same mistake that I I listen to other people, what other people tell me to do. <laughs> wow. Okay, what is this one? So I had a chance to start a startup. 
to oh, co-found to co-found yeah. a startup. It's a tabletop alcohol making machine. <laughs> oh, there you go. See, <laughs> your parents screwed you up. They they said no drinking, so I you're like start drinking from sixteen. I know. Then your startup, you'd be a billionaire right now. <laughs> you'd be an expert in drinking, and that startup, you would yeah, you would be a billionaire. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's interesting. A tabletop alcohol machine. Alcohol making, like home brewing. That's cool. Yeah, you put in like fruits and sugar, water, and wait you for two weeks. <laughs> but you can check it on the phone. Oh, it's an IoT device. Yeah, Internet yeah. of Things. Yeah, that's cool.、Mm -hmm. Okay. The, the the reason I chose to join a startup, well. I have to admit that part of the reason is that I was feeling kind of hard to fit into anyway. Oh. And、okay. the other thing is, I think this this is an opportunity, and I just want to see how far this thing could go.、Mm. Yeah, it started from a idea of a competition of some engineers using some chips. It's called Micro Heroes, and it was through MediaTek. Okay. Yeah. Yeah,、oh, and they big company here. My my classmates. Well, actually, my friends from the same college—they got the championship, so they kind of invited me to join the team and do their marketing stuff for them.、Mm. Yeah, because I was good at writing, filming, designing, something like that. Although I'm not, I didn't study those things. Right. Yeah. Oh wow! So you, in some way, you actually went back to Jiaoda, right? Like、yeah. back to that world in some way. Yeah, it's like I had a hard time to fitting the new world, and then I went back to the、yeah. comfortable area. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's super interesting. Yeah. Okay, but I guess that timing. I mean, looking back on that, it's maybe not the worst decision because at that time, I guess that coincided with yeah a lot of interest in startups, right? I mean, I'm sure that was kind of the hot area, anyways. Yeah. So. So we we got all the way to throw a Kickstarter campaign and raised three forty thousand three hundred forty thousand US dollars. Ooh, yeah, nice. Yeah, about, that's huge. Yeah, about ten thousand ten million, about ten million NT. NT. Yeah.、Okay. Mm -hmm. Wow. And this Kickstarter was in the states or? Uh, it's like, globally. Okay, I see.、Uh, but we we were aiming at. U.S. market. Okay. So during those three years, I spend a lot of time, a lot of time in Bay Area, where those startups are. Yep. Silicon Valley. Yeah. Yeah.、Mm -hmm. What was your kind of biggest memories from this startup life? This three-year gap of you know diving really deep into the startup world. I mean, a successful Kickstarter campaign, and you're in the Bay Area. Which yeah. Is oh, the reason we were in the Bay Area was because we were selected by the biggest hardware accelerator called Hacks. So we we went there and took some classes and got some connections, something like that. And the biggest thing I learned, my role was CMO. My role was CMO, Chief Marketing Officer. Yeah, but there's a thing that you mentioned to me about last time we meet、mm. that elite students are easily to freak out. I think that's totally what happens on me. Oh, that's interesting. Because.、Mm -hmm. Startup is also a new world, and we have to raise funds, and we so we have to like make connections, go to social networking 
occasions, talk with investors, potential investors, to talk about the deals. And I was so freaked out to answer questions.、Mm. Yeah, I was so afraid to answer questions. So I I made my colleague CEO to to answer every question. I put the pressure on him. Oh, I see. Yeah, and I I was just hiding behind him. To、right. do like the things that I can handle in my comfort zone. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. and that was something you should have done in your role. I think I should speak up. I should lean in. Oh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, but you weren't ready at that time. I was not ready. No. And probably, yeah. As yeah, we talked about last time, which is something that I've experienced a lot teaching elite students from around the world. But just. Being really afraid of failure, and that's、yeah. really your case, right? Because you've succeeded up until that point with everything you've done, right? Yeah, yeah. I think I've been struggling with this thing all the way till this year. Till yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> till this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think I I never lean in until earlier this year.、Mm. Like after I I came back from Beijing, and I think the the first time I feel I really prepared and really leaned in and really gave all of myself out was when I proposed Light the Wild. Right. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and that's yeah, super recent. Yeah, super recent. Yeah, we will. That's a perfect foreshadowing because that will come up later. We will get into Light the Wild, which is the. One I mentioned at the outset about this Netflix show starring some of Taiwan's biggest stars, but you will have to wait. It will be coming soon. <laughs> we we are like four years, still four years to go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> This is an epic drama of a movie.、Yeah. <laughs> It's an Edward Young film. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so at this point, you. Do the startup thing. So why? What happened? What is kind of the conclusion of this three-year experience in the startup world? I always treated it as like another master degree. <laughs> I、mm. think that's just just one master degree. Only is is not a degree. Right. <laughs> Only I didn't get anything out of it. I said some stock. Oh, you do? Okay. Well, but the company is already closed. Okay. Yeah, but I think. The experience in Bay Area and this whole startup thing was was special. And I'm going to throw another Kickstarter campaign with my animation. Yeah, <laughs> this year exactly. <laughs> yeah, so those those journey was not in vain. I think I still get something from it. Exactly. On, the the only regret or pity was that I didn't do well enough. I think I was not really into the game. I think.、Mm. Yeah, right. I was kind of, kind of dipping a little bit about the game. Yeah, but didn't go to the. Yeah, but but I didn't to fight with the monsters. I mean the investors. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, you should have just dove straight into the pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I missed the chance to learn how to negotiate with investors. Yeah, and、mm-hmm. that's super valuable, right? Like even.、Yeah. And the interesting thing is, you are destined to fail. You're guaranteed to fail, right? Which is, I think, part of the reason why it's so valuable is actually to put yourself in that risky situation, face maybe embarrassment or failure, but that is so important in building your strength and your resilience. And yeah, yeah, especially、um, dream of becoming a producer. So fundraising, negotiating is very, very important to me. Exactly. Yeah, I should have learned. 
exactly. I'm, I'm starting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's so important, right? Just hearing no, 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 and not caring, and just keep going until you get a yes, right? Yeah, yeah. But that's really something that comes from experience. Yeah, yeah. I really didn't have that kind of guts. Right. <laughs> and maybe you just didn't have the right mentor, right? Because you said you're so guy and you listen. So if the right mentor was saying you must do it like this, and you say yes, okay. And maybe you would have, or no, your fear kind of will overpower that. You think? Uh, yeah, maybe. Well, it almost never hurt to have a good mentor, but mm. yeah, I think maybe, maybe at some point I I got pushed or encouraged. Maybe I could face it. <laughs> mm, right. Yeah. Then you came back from the bay. You were in Taiwan. Maybe a little bit lost. I mean, because you know you were kind of going back and forth, right? You were going into the art world and then went back to the startup world or like kind of the science world or money world. And then how did Beijing come about? Uh, yeah. First, I need to explain why I left the startup.、Mm. It's because that I think I still I still want to make films. <laughs> oh, even at that time, you were thinking about. Yeah, it. it's like you date with another. Person, then you figure out. Well, I still like the previous one. Right. <laughs> yeah. I、oh. think yeah. I think everyone knows that kind of feeling. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you couldn't help it. You couldn't shake that old feeling. Yeah. The fluttering yeah. heart. Yeah, because I think homebrewing is not my life goal kind of thing. Yeah, I think it's just a product. The reason I like film is that it's eternal.、Mm. Even if today we still watch black and white films,、mm-hmm. those classics. Yep. Yeah. So I just feel that creating films are more valuable than creating products.、Mm. <laughs> And your name would be on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We're still talking about Edward Young, right? Even though he died in two thousand and seven. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So. And besides, at that time, I broke up with my boyfriend. So it's like I came to a singularity of my life. Ooh, I like this. <laughs> oh, going back to science, nice. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like you can you can choose anything you want. You can you can go to an anywhere you want. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. The singularity, the、yeah. Big Bang, basically. You just、yeah. went all the way back to the、yeah. beginning of the universe. Yeah, and so because when I was in TNUA, like. Every day we talk about film market in China、oh, because the China yes, is of yeah the market in China is booming at that time.、Mm-hmm. So it's very intriguing to fi- to find out what it feels like doing film business there. Oh, that's amazing! That's、yeah. interesting. So、yeah. what year was this? It was 2018 when you left to Beijing. Yes. 2018. Okay, so I went to Beijing in. End of the summer of 2019. So one year after, I guess you were there for how long? Um, two and a half years. Okay, two and a half years. So we actually did overlap time. Yeah, we were there at the same time, which is amazing <laughs>、cool. too. Singularity again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Okay, so 2018, one year、uh, before I went. So what was that like going from? And was that your first time to mainland? Yeah, to China. Yes. Yes. Wow. And I didn't know anyone. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's a whole different world, and Beijing is special too, you know. Because yeah, we had a previous guest from Shanghai, but Shanghai is closer to Taiwan, you know, like physically and culturally and everything. And but Beijing is way up there. It's really deep China. It's like、yeah. political capital, right? Yeah. So, yeah. What was that like? Was that a bigger culture shock than Delta, Colorado? <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, it's it, it should be counted as like the third time I live abroad. Okay. If you were if Beria was the second time, but, right? But Beijing was totally different because I went totally on my own. Mm. Yeah, and I, I wasn't protected. I didn't have a host family, and I'm not with my colleagues. Ooh, I, I, I know, right. I know, I don't know anyone. To be honest, it's nearly impossible for me to make that kind of choice again. Oh yeah. It's like. I didn't know how I did it. <laughs> right. You don't even know what happened. It was a singularity. That's yeah. why. Yeah, it feels like so impossible. Unexplainable. Like, yeah, like how That's could I? How yeah, could I? Happened? Was that me? <laughs> yeah, I just, just when, when I when I was in Taiwan, I just sent out some sent out my resume via an app like job hunting apps to okay. to some. Beijing-based companies,、mm. yeah, and they did some online interviewing with me, and then I I decided to go there for months to try different companies until I find a a good one.、Mm. It ended up that I went to the company I contacted, I online interviewed with, and I chose the 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 first one. Oh, okay. Yeah. You ended up at the first one you applied to, basically. Yeah, and. Because at first I was gonna only stay there for a month and, and see if I could get a job, but it ended up like I go to work the very next day. Oh, <laughs>、yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. Wow. I should have bought one way ticket. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 True. You lost your <laughs> return ticket.、Actually. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh wow, that's interesting. So tell us about this company. So it's a film marketing company. The only reason I chose marketing company is is more related to. What I do previously,、right. marketing for the startup, the beer company, yeah, 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 yeah. So,、mm, something you are familiar with, yeah. And the boss was really open-minded. I was just lucky that he wants to build a team that because his previous team have had too many political issues. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because where people are, where politics are, yeah. So he doesn't want. A experienced team. He wants a blank paper, right? Blank slate. <laughs> yeah,、mm. yeah, yeah. And and I think he's he thinks I'm brave. <laughs> he、oh. thinks I'm brave, and yeah, she just gave me the the chance. chance, yeah, and teach me necessary stuff to do this job. Yeah. So what we what we did was. Uh, some films that already made or heavily made would come to us and ask our advice to how to market the film, like in the we, Chinese market. In the Chinese market, and so so we have to come up with the theme of the marketing, and we need to write press releases, and we need to throw premieres, something like that. That's interesting. So、yeah. these were all foreign films, international films, or、uh, some of them Chinese films as well. Various films. Okay. We did one Godzilla Japanese Godzilla animation.、Hmm. It's an animation version of Godzilla. Godzilla. Okay. Yeah, and we also did like independent films made by Chinese director. Yeah, we did various stuff. And the biggest success when I was in that company was that we did a Mortal Wija, M O R T A L. Mortal. Then and O U I J A. It's a thriller, 2019. Oh, Ouija. Okay, so it's called Mortal Ouija. Yeah, it's a horror film, and Ouija spelled O U I J A, like a oh, it's like a Ouija board. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. It's like you ask the ghost about something with a little plate and a little yes. and a board. That's the Ouija board. Yes. Yeah. Mortal Ouija. Then. Okay. Yeah. Huh. So <laughs> this what is a Chinese film. Yeah, it's a Chinese horror film. Oh. It was. Okay. It was. It's hard to compare with like Conjuring, like those American Hollywood made horror films. But as a domestic film, it's pretty like nicely made. Okay. Yeah, comparing to the the past, so it has good reputation. So it has good word of mouth. Okay. Yeah, and it made like five hundred million RMB. Yeah. Oh damn, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, the Chinese market's so huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the top five successful horror films in the history. Oh wow! Yeah, domestic horrors. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically, you guys handle just like all the marketing for these films. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So did you guys like throw a premiere for this or something like yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, yeah.、Okay. We did. That's the last film I marketed at that company,、mm. and I changed to another company which is more focused on distribution, not so much about marketing. Distribution means we need to go to film festivals. And see lineups and pick movies that we think are suitable for Chinese market. Right. Yeah. And then here comes the pandemic, COVID nineteen.、Oh. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So I come back. Okay.、Yeah. So the, oh, that is that's interesting. So we really were there at like the same time. I came a little bit after you, like a year after you, but it looks like we both got kicked out because of the pandemic. Yeah. 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 Right. 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 Yeah. The pandemic made our business very hard. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, and because in China the theaters cannot be opened until very late. When theaters in other countries are opened, in China there everything th- was closed basically <laughs> for、yeah. a long time. Yeah. Yeah, until recently, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. So distribution means, yeah, maybe this was disrupted because of the pandemic. But did that mean you had to, or you were able to travel, like to Cannes or you know these other kind of international? Or no, not. It、either. was supposed to like that, right? But you weren't able to.、Uh, at first, I'm not experienced enough, so only my boss got the chance to travel. But I was trained to to do that. But later, the pandemic came. <laughs> Oh wow!、Yeah. So you weren't able to travel, actually. Yeah, what a pity. <laughs> yeah, another pity. <laughs> okay, so you weren't able to go to Cannes or Busan or no, Berlin no. or Venice, <laughs> Biennale. No. <laughs> no. <sighs> so sad. So yeah. sad. Yeah, and I didn't get a chance to go abroad when I was in TFG. <laughs> right, 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 right. So. <laughs> well, life just. Sometimes sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Even when it looks great on the outside, right? Yeah. So, what was your memory like in China? I mean, what were your kind of biggest memories from that time, either good or bad? <laughs> There's a funny story about what I encountered in China. Is that one time I I went to a travel trip with a bunch of people. We were on a bus. And when we go to some like check station, there was some guard to tell us to take the seatbelt. Everyone、okay. on the bus. Everyone put on your seatbelt. Yeah. Okay. And so the bus driver tell us you have to put on your seatbelts. However, there is no seatbelt on this bus at all. Oh god. <laughs> so what we did is that everyone on the bus we pretend. To take a seatbelt, <laughs> touch touch our belly, basically. Right. Just, <laughs> just pretend, pretend we're t- taking seatbelts, and the guard just come up to the bus and check check and just let us go. Oh, that's so <laughs> weird. Yeah, it just it just feels funny that 
<laughs> I think it's a metaphor of China. Sometimes there's funny rules, and sometimes、mm. there's funny <laughs> ways. Solutions. Yeah, the solution. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah, <laughs> everything's very chabudo, and it's like <laughs> you know, like the rules sometimes are like. Yeah, I mean, you know, people have this idea. I think of China as like being so authoritarian with really strong rules, da 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 da. But actually, as you are mentioning, and I'm sure you have many experiences like this, and me as well, where a lot of things are not well defined. Maybe back to that story you mentioned about your takeaway from American high school education, where they first define things. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but in Chinese culture, maybe yeah, the definition is not so important, right? Yeah. But it's like yeah, the solution, which <laughs> it's just like yeah, figure it out. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I just have to check this because I have to check it. But yeah, you know, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah, something like that.、Um, yeah.、Uh, apart from this, I、mm. think China feels like a very big country. Oh, it almost feels like America、mm. because in America, it's like which state you're from that. Like、That's、every、so、state,、true. yeah, every state has their、so、own、different. culture and their own accent. Hundred percent. But I think Taiwan is not so much because Taiwan is not that big. Yeah. Yeah, and sometimes I think people in China are are more open minded than in Taiwan. I think so. Yeah, I think that because it's a big country, so they are more accepting of different of cultures. Differences. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's so true, right? Because China has so many provinces, and those provinces are like countries. Yeah,、right? yeah. yeah. And you're right; they are so different. I mean, just simply, Beijing to Shanghai are completely different yeah, places. Yeah, yeah, and very similar to the states. Like I always compare it to, just kind of metaphorically, is like LA to New York. They're just different coasts, you know, totally different, and the culture is different. Everything is different, right? Yeah. But then we have like Shandong, which is also a really specific type of place, and then even the regions as well, right? Like、mm-hmm. Dongbei and. Yeah,、mm-hmm. the South—it's just completely different. Yeah. So speaking of that, were you able to travel throughout China much? Were you able to go to like Yunnan, you know, like all the way down in the south, or Sichuan, or you know? Uh, yeah, I got some chances to travel because we have to market for our films. We had to take the film to different festivals. Oh,、yeah. within China. Yeah, like in Sanya. Oh, Hainan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's amazing. In, How was Hainan like? Sanya. It feels like Taiwan. The、oh, weather, true, yeah, the weather. It's, yeah, it's a southern <laughs> island, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And、um, where else? And I went to like some some big plants in the north. Big plants. Yeah. What do you mean plants? <laughs> like factories? You mean?、Uh, Maybe. Let me skip this question. <laughs> I'm bad at geography. Heilongjiang. No. Liaoning. Did you go up to North Korea? <laughs> you you really want to know? <laughs> <laughs> It's okay, we can skip it. Because <laughs>、uh, I can't, I can't, I can't think of the the name even in Chinese. Oh, that's funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh wow. Okay, but most of the time, basically, you were just in Beijing. Yeah. Yeah.、Yes. Okay. Any negative experiences? I think working in I think the temple of Beijing is very quick. It almost feels like Japan. Everyone walks very fast, and like they wants to get promoted or jump、mm. to another company. It's always climbing that ladder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would feel like you were urged to yeah climb the ladder. Right. Ladder. Yeah. yeah.、Mm-hmm. Another previous guest was talking about Taiwan. The the girl from Shanghai. She's saying that. 
Taiwan for her in some ways is a relief in the opposite way, where in Shanghai, yeah, it's too much stress. You know, everyone is competing and outcompeting each other all the time. Yeah. Um, and it's all about money, especially in Shanghai. Yeah. But in Taiwan, like no one cares. <laughs> and everyone, <laughs> everyone's relaxed and people are just like, take time off or, you know, just don't have to really kind of stress too much or work too hard to, you know, to be too ambitious. But that's what you are saying. You kind of experience in Beijing as well, where the pace is a lot more and people are much more competitive and ambitious yes yeah. yeah and i think their work culture the boss feels like he's the emperor mm. like he pays you a salary and he owns like your soul uh, yeah all the <laughs> all the time you have right that's yeah. so true uh -huh. that's a big problem with wechat yeah yeah, yeah 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 people that's die a huge problem <laughs> people die working <laughs> on their desk <laughs> Yeah, that was really, really bad for me when I was teaching there at the university. WeChat was a big pressure, even though my boss was actually a Western boss. I mean, he was from the States, but he would text me at any time of the day, even when I wasn't working. And, yeah. you know, I thought you would think that because he's an American, he would understand. And he even, you know, they kind of sell that thing where, oh, we we support a work-life balance, you know, da 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 da, -da. <laughs> But mm -hmm. then it just inevitably, invariably, those texts will come like at any time and you kind of have to answer them. So, yeah. And not only texts. Just, mm. uh, sometimes the boss asks you to go to some like social gatherings right. <laughs> to drink to do the d yeah exactly <laughs> yeah yeah that's true i think the drinking culture is way more crazy i mean it's pretty crazy here in taiwan too in some places in some industries but i think it's nothing compared to china yeah yeah, yeah definitely they always gave me a feeling that <laughs> they want to like consume as much alcohol as like, they can yeah as they can like almost die yeah drink to death basically <laughs> yeah drink to death yeah, yeah. I, exactly <laughs> Like, exactly <laughs> like as yeah as long as i die i mean at least i don't have to go to work tomorrow <laughs> and i can be happy yeah yeah, oh. yeah so overall was it pretty stressful you know because you're mentioning the work culture and these kind of things so was it overall a kind of a stressful experience for you yes especially during the pandemic because we were a company of just five people but during the pandemic i'm the only one left I'm a legend. <laughs> wow, really? <laughs> and it's so much pressure because if you have a colleague that is not as... Well, you have you both have your shortcomings. So like the boss wouldn't blame you as much because everyone has their shortcomings. But when the boss only works with you, like... <laughs> yeah, nothing to compare to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. You are the only one to blame, basically. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, okay. So after the pandemic broke out, everyone ran away and you were stuck alone with your boss. Yeah. yeah. And how long did that last? So you went into the pandemic, actually, before you can get back to Taiwan. I basically stay, I, I basically lived with the pandemic for a year, almost a year. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because when the, the pandemic first started, it was like late January in 2020. Exactly. Because I left in Chinese New Year of 2020, which was in that year, it was early. It was around late January. Yeah, but I came back to Beijing on February 1st. <laughs> Another dumb decision, I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> that one is dumb. <laughs> because I was well, in retrospect, but I was in Taiwan for a Chinese New Year and then I went to Japan to Kyoto for a short vacation. And then I was 
supposedly to go back to Beijing on February first, and I struggled a little bit whether or not I should go back to Taiwan or go to Beijing, and I chose to go to Beijing because I thought the pandemic is only a month long thing. <laughs> so when I go back to Beijing, it's a brand new Beijing because it's empty. <laughs> yeah, and that's not normal for Beijing. Yeah. Yeah, that's like New York.、Yeah. It was like Times Square was empty, and it's like that was、yeah. the scariest picture I've ever、yeah. seen in my life. Yeah, I didn't dare to go to anywhere, so I just stay home and just buy necessary stuff from the supermarket in my neighborhood and cook for myself and stay there for like one or two months and start going to office because someone has to take the letters and serve phone calls <laughs> because、oh. I'm the only staff. <laughs> I had to take taxi there because I didn't dare to take the bus. Yeah, take public transportation. <laughs> yeah. Whoa! So you were in the east of Beijing, like Chaoyang or Chaoyang? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because、yeah, I was in the totally opposite side of the west. Yeah, I was kind of in the rock time <laughs> pandemic <laughs> when I was in Beijing. <laughs> Did you have to undergo anything like you know? Obviously not quarantines, but oh, I didn't. When I arrived Beijing, there was no quarantine. How to say that? Quarantine, quarantine policies yet. yet. Okay. <laughs> Because it's too early. Right, right, right. Everything right, happened right. too fast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and so gradually we started having like you have to have a certificate. Or like、oh, kind of like a license,、app. no? Yeah,、uh, the health、uh, app. Well, first it starts with a piece of little paper. Okay. So that you can enter the neighborhood. Right. Yeah, and then there's a, an app. Like if you show screen, you can go to public places. You have access. Yeah. But if it's red, you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. But you luckily were green all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were Were you scared? At any time, it was pretty scared when I arrived Beijing and no one and no nobody. It's like end of the world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm the only alive person. But you stayed for a year. <laughs> That's dumb enough to stay for a year. <laughs> Is that because you couldn't leave, or it's because you are dumb, or because, <laughs> or because like you you are like yeah so. Guai, you know, you're like such a good girl. You're still an angel, so it's maybe just like your sense of responsibility to the company, or I'm just wondering, kind of where your headspace was at that time. All of the above, all、I、of、think. the above, dumb and <laughs> responsibilities, and <laughs>、uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so looking back on that, what do you take from that experience? Was that a good experience? Was that a really a great experience? Do you have any regrets at all? As I, I joke with my, my Taiwanese friend who also once worked in Beijing, going to Beijing is like join a military force.、Ooh. It's like you you were trained there and you you encounter like so many stuff like <laughs> good and bad. Yeah, you overcome like all the challenges、mm. and then you go back and it's it's a very special period of time of my life. I never regret going there, although at the end it made me like pretty painful. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, working just for my boss—it was driving me crazy, and I really miss home. Oh, there's there's another thing about Beijing is that that is the very first time that I live on my own because when I went to NCTU, I live in dorm, so it's not on my own. And when I was in USA, I live with my colleagues. Right. So in Beijing, it's the very first time I can build my life from scratch. Right, independently. Yeah, and it's a proof that I can like feed myself yeah, and take care of myself. Yeah, I'm、During、a legend. During a pandemic, a global pandemic. Yeah. <laughs>
That's crazy, right? Yeah, so I, I think I, I, I can be graduated <laughs> from the Beijing exactly. degree. <laughs> that was your master's in Beijing. Yeah. That's a pretty big master's, actually. Yeah. Really, I mean, and especially in that time period, too, right? Yeah. And when I was in Beijing, I, I got a chance to visit different places, even outside of China, like Egypt. And Egypt? We, Egypt, Ooh. yeah. And I, I even went to Warsaw. For a film festival, Poland. yeah, Poland, yeah, yeah. So it's it's nice. <laughs> okay, so what about your happiest memories? What were some of your happiest memories in Beijing? Happiest memories was well, it's, it's with my friends. I have a group of Taiwanese friends, which feels like friends. The series because Ooh. there were three boys and three girls, and we are like very, <laughs> we are very ridiculous. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, everyone kind of dating each other. <laughs> No, we don't say each other, but we share how life sucks. You know, like that my job is a joke. Right. <laughs> Something like that. So everyone's just complaining about their jobs afterwards. Yeah, and everyone's sharing their, their dating experience, something like that. So mm. it's, it feels like my family in Beijing. And I also have very good friends locally, my colleagues in the first company. It turned out that we are still good friends. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what do you think about Beijing, Beijing Ren? Beijing... Actually, Beijing is a big city. Like, it's rarely you meet some local Beijing nurse. <laughs> oh, that's true. I mean, yeah, most, those are hardcore if you yeah, can meet them. Yeah, they, they live within the second ring. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I, didn't get chance to, I didn't get a chance to know that. Otherwise, I would marry them. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> no, no, just that's joking. That's funny. <laughs> My dad wants me to marry like some rich Beijing guys. <laughs> Rich Chinese guys? Yeah. Really? No, he might he might be joking. I'm not sure. <laughs> he might be serious. I think if you he go joke about this. Yeah, first ring road, then yeah, he'll be like, go yeah. go go go. I agree. I agree. Yeah, uh, That's interesting. What else? Oh, but most of my friends are from Eastern North Beijing, like Dongbei. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. They yeah. are more kind and accepting. I think. Because my, my first boss is from Dongbei, from uh, Northern East. Mm. So many colleagues are from there. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I actually really love Beijing people. Mm -hmm. I think their sense of humor is so funny. They, I think they love to joke a lot. Mm -hmm. And of course, they're like, they're arr. Is, <laughs> wow. You know, they're they're Beijing really picking that up. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> I mean, I love it and I miss it. And so if I hear someone with a hardcore, like, you know, EDR, then I'm just so happy. I'm, yeah. It reminds me of Beijing. It's yeah, amazing. Yeah. And the food. I love the food. Yeah, too. me too. Me too. The Beijing roll stock is oh my nothing God. to Beijing compare. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's like the greatest thing. Where is your favorite Beijing kaoya place? Peking Duck. Oh, you know that? Yeah, yeah. Four Seasons, basically. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> the one near the sports arena, like right across, yeah, and there's yeah, a yeah, garden. Yeah, 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 you know, Pratt's famous for architecture and mm -hmm. interior design. And we had a lot of Chinese students. So they were some of my favorite students. You know, I was teaching there. So they came back to China and they took me out there. And it was so amazing. I mean, oh my goodness. That food was so good. Yeah. 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 Oh, <laughs> oh I'm so happy thinking about that. Amazing. 
So why does your father want you to marry a Chinese man from the Second Ring Road? <laughs> he wants you. It's so. Oh, that that makes sense. He's like, because you're so elite. So that's like in Beijing, in the <laughs> middle, in like the imperial area. Like you know, that's where all the top scholars come from. <laughs> well, my father just. Well, he he just. I think he's just joking, but he. He thinks I should have been married. <laughs> oh, I see. So basically, yeah. anyone, just please marry someone. <laughs> yeah, just as long as male. As long as I'm male. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's another story. Exactly. <laughs> oh wow. So do do your parents have Chinese roots? I mean, or are they really pretty Taiwan? Oh my. Taiwanese. My mother's parents were from China. Okay. Moved from China. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, during the time like a... that the party lost and yeah, moved to... Exactly. She was the losers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So where is their like Laojia? Do you know? Is it... In Shanxi and Shan... Uh, I forgot. You don't like geography. Shanxi. Sorry. <laughs> Am I that really not that bad? <laughs> That's pretty bad. It's like your family's <laughs> ancestors, and you're like, you know, it's in, you know, in, in in that big country somewhere. You're not really bad at like directions. directions. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I think like I think so many Taiwanese I know are so bad at directions. But I, so my theory, my theory about this, I really met a lot, including like my wife and her whole family are terrible at directions. And so they think I'm a bird. They always call me a bird because they're like, just follow the bird because it, I will just fly in the direction magnetically because I, it's very easy for me. But so I think part of the reason is because Taiwan is so small. Yeah, yeah. So you just don't need to have much sense of direction. I never figured out Taipei City. <laughs> see, I told you, this is so common. But it's so weird to me. I'm, I'm so sorry to fit in the stereotype. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I, yeah, I really think so. Because I, you know, I grew up in California and we, and we drive from a very young age. And it's so big. So you just see, that's you a problem. have, to, you have drive to have the drive. Exactly. <laughs> uh, that's true. That's why. You never got to drive. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah, start picking it up. Exactly, <laughs> just recently. Have some patience. Exactly, it'll take some time. Take some time. <laughs> okay, so that was the Beijing chapter of your life. Yeah. And you have returned to Taiwan. And it seems like you've dove headfirst and fully into the pool of film now. Yeah. Looks like you are swimming freely. And doing quite well, I think, as well. So before we get to the show that we mentioned, there's also some really interesting animation or short film. You also mentioned the Kickstarter that will be happening maybe at the end of this year. But what is this project that you're working on? I think I should start with like why I left Beijing. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it's because that after I spent my time exploring marketing and distributing, I think I still want to be part of filmmaking because marketing and distributing is at the very end of this life cycle of a film mm. and it's very passive that you can only take films and whether or not it's good or bad you, you can only say good things about it, it feels deceiving sometimes if right. the film is bad sure yeah you just, just have to market it yeah anyway. you just have to yeah. sell it out that's your job yeah but i want to be more upstream to take parts in producing while you can still making it good. Good thing is once you know how to sell it, you can make 
some things that easier to be sold. Right. Yeah. So true. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> that makes a lot of you sense. You know what Marky knows. Exactly. Yeah. I see. So when you decided to leave Beijing and then come back to Taiwan, you wanted to swim upstream and. Did you know you wanted to basically produce? Or? Uh, I wanted to find a producing job in Beijing,、mm. but after I tried, I think it's part of the reason is the pandemic that it's hard for a production to take off to be kicked off because the pandemic it's a it's an unknown thing that once you start producing, you can be postponed at any time. Yeah, that's yeah, scary. Yeah, so it's too risky. Yeah. So private funds are hard to invest in films, except for those red and <laughs> yes,、right. except for those red films like、exactly. propaganda, propaganda, yeah, propaganda、uh, films, films, basically, yeah, 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 yeah because the only chance is to get funds from the government. Yeah, exactly. I, it's hard for me to make propaganda films. That's very because、hard. I'm not trained like. To praise Mao Zedong, right? Exactly. <laughs> I don't know how to to produce that kind of stuff. It's too hard for me. So,、yeah. so I decided to to come back. And part of the reason is that before I go to Beijing, I have a mindset that I want to be kind of the bridge between Taiwan and China market because a film takes too much money to make, and Taiwan's market is too small. So it's hard to break even. So if you can sell the film in in China, China markets, you have better chance. So yeah, I mean that makes a lot of sense. Where that experience in Beijing hopefully will be invaluable later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so after I I came back to Taiwan, I didn't look for a job. Actually, the job came to me, but it's not the top priority because I want to make movies. But it's not a movie making company. It's a show making company.、Mm. But it's It's pretty prestigious because it makes a few shows on TV, and it's it's well known for its post production. It started from post production, then upstream. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Huh. So that job found you. You said. Yeah, because they need workforce. <laughs> I see. Yeah, but at the company first, I just make some boring stuff, <laughs> some not so interesting shows first, like、huh. cosmetic cosmetic shows. Which, <laughs> what's a cosmetic show? It's like it's like some cosmetic company invest in this show, and you have to say good things about about、Their、the products. The products, but it's actually a show. It's trying to be not so commercial, but it's very commercial. And all the investor cares is whether or not you say good things about the product. They don't、right. care about the content. Oh, that's amazing! So you have you don't have you don't need to be interesting. You don't need to be making valuable content. content. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's a good practice because it's the very first time I get to work in a studio, like see how studio works. Because when I was in TNUA, we never do studios. We are always filming outside, like at locations.、Mm. Yeah, this company does a lot of shows per year. Yeah, both on TV and on YouTube. What about YouTube these days in terms of like revenue? I mean, like compared to TV, I feel like TV there's just a lot more money there, and there's bigger TV companies that have bigger budgets. But are some of these companies also investing kind of quite heavily into YouTube as well? Um, usually the YouTube show what we made is for marketing a show on TV. It's like a spinoff. Interesting. Yeah,、okay. or or a a short version or special episodes, kind of like that. So basically, TV stations hire us 
to make produce YouTube shows. content for their yeah, show. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense.、Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah. So just because making the cosmetic show was too boring, I just want to do something on my own. So at the time, I started my own podcast, <laughs> which、yes. is in Chinese.、Mm. And I start thinking about like producing some stuff because working for a cosmetic show feels no freedom of creativity, and I want a hundred percent freedom to to create some stuff. That's why I did my podcast and、mm. other stuff.、Mm. Yeah, outside of my daytime job. Right. Yeah. And then from there, is it the animation project that came after that, or this other kind of TV show that we've been talking about? I think admission happened first.、Mm. It happened early last year when I had an idea about making a short film about education because you know my funny experience of <laughs> the road of Your education, deep educational experiences. Yeah, my funny experience、mm-hmm. with education. So I want to make a show that is kind of sarcastic, satirical. Yeah, about education. So I came up with a a story, which is funny enough because you just mentioned that it's exam season again. Right. So people pray to like different gods. So that the idea is kind of like this. And because if you want to film gods, it's pretty hard to make it nice. So we came up that we can use animation、mm. to do this. So I reach out to an animation director. And she loves the idea, so we start working. But during the time, during the development period, the story has pivoted a little bit. <laughs> How did it pivot? It switched gear from about education to more about work. But education is still part of it because we want to talk about competition. The main idea of this animation is utilization disables the nature of life. Wow. <laughs> I'm not sure it makes sense. To you right now, but I can explain. Yeah, there <laughs> <laughs> I go. Let's let it make sense. Let's go. Yeah, so we want to talk about like the protagonist is like every one of us. We work in a an office, like we work day to day, and we're not sure we like our job or not. We just do it.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this protagonist, he passes a very competitive exam to enter the dream place he wants to work at, which、mm. is the factory. Ooh. And in this factory, it utilizes different animals to make different things, like、uh, purse or ride them or make them into cans. The protagonist is just like one of the animals that <laughs> is utilized. Oh, I see. Yeah, and until one day he stumbles into a whole different workplace. People here not working in a tiny office with a desk, but rather a very spacious room. Everyone has their own room doing the stuff they like,、mm. like either they're athletes or pianists or filmmakers,、mm-hmm. like all kinds of different stuff. And he finds out that there's a room belongs to it, but only it's locked. Yeah, so he wants to open this room that belongs to him. So it's it's a story about that. Wow! <laughs> but did love- do you get a message from? Oh, <laughs> definitely from this whole podcast, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, it really is. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I think this story is about me. Exactly, <laughs> like hundred percent. Yeah, it's super interesting.、And、we want to make the campaign like a social experiment.、Huh. Like we we will ask people, "What's your work?" Second question is how do you like your work, and the third is what's your ideal work look like. Right. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So from this 
from these three questions, you will know whether this person works in the the tiny office or the the spacious room. Right. <laughs> yeah. Where are you in the stage? We already finished the script and storyboard, and we are about to start drawing because animation is one painting by by one. Yeah, frame yeah, by yeah. frame. Frame by frame. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So we are about to start drawing, and this animation is experimental because it combines hand drawing and bio images. The images you see in a microscope. Imagine that you can, if we get a chance to screen this film in theaters, it will be like so immersive that you're in a microorganisms world. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in a Jiaoda uh, <laughs> laboratory. Yeah, the microorganisms in this film represents the nature of life. Yeah, it's like what you're born to do.、Mm. It's in your genes. <laughs> Okay, so that's、yeah. why you asked your chemistry professor、yes. for the oh these images. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also ask a very well-known foundation. I'm talking with them to cooperate. It's the second biggest organization of bio research in the U.S. Yeah, second to Bill Gates Foundation. Okay, right, <laughs> right behind Bill Gates. Yeah,、okay. right behind yeah. Bill Gates. It sounds so cool. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh,、mm-hmm. to collaborate in some way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To license us the images because、oh, they got very amazing images. I also talked to some labs in Taiwan as well. Okay. Yeah, to because we need various kinds of images. I see. Yeah, so I tried different ways. I hustling. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah> . Exactly. <laughs> Okay, so is the purpose of this to screen at festivals, animation festivals, or? Yes. Yeah. The goal is to to enter some festivals and to make people in different country be in the world of microorganisms. Ooh, that's interesting. Because it's animation, you know, you have a lot of creative freedom. Is it going to be very Taiwanese in some way, or are you guys kind of like purposely making it somehow anonymous in that way? You know, like not necessarily very Taiwanese. It's not so Taiwanese, but we will try to use some traditional Asian instruments. Oh, cool! Yeah, like arhu or no, it's it's kind of like guitar, like、okay. East version of guitar,、right. Asian Asian, Asian guitar. version of guitar.、Okay. It's called yueqing. Yueqing, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool!、Mm-hmm. So it will, I think it will feel very new, like very fresh, because. The art you will see like different materials, and the music will be using instruments that is rarely be used in animations. <laughs> All right, so yeah, <laughs> that's still in the beginning stages. So when you guys are towards the end, you can come back again, and we can talk more about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it feels very exciting, and I hope after the production, I will have more to share. Mm. With you, yeah,、Perfect. with the audience. <laughs> okay, awesome.、Uh-huh. Okay, so finally, what about this new show that's coming <laughs> on? Yeah, maybe we have to give a little backdrop, right? Because there was a extremely famous show in Taiwan、uh, last year, two years ago. Was it already two years ago? Two years ago, twenty 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 one. So I can't believe it's already two years ago. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Yeah. But, Yeah, it's a very famous show called in English "Light the Night,"、mm-hmm. otherwise known as "Hua Deng Shu Shang" in Chinese. Yeah, in Chinese, and it was a big hit on Netflix. Yeah, but you are working on a kind of a spinoff, right? Of this yes, show, yes. it's like a reality show spinoff of this hit、yeah. series drama. Yeah, the the participants are all actors and actresses from the 
the the series. So this new series is gonna be called in English "Light the Wild." Yes, yes,、right. it's already aired starting April sixteen, and it will release one episode every week on Sunday on TV.、Mm. And after midnight, you can see it on Netflix. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. So tell us about this show. How did you get involved with this? And yeah, first of all, it's a long shot, and it's a, a very big break. Of our company, the investor behind this show is TVBS. It's a a TV station that we work closely with because we produce some YouTube series for them,、mm-hmm. and we kind of did pretty well. So they wanted to give us a chance to produce this show,、mm-hmm. and I was the one to write proposal. First of all, we try to apply for government funds. And I was the one to write proposal and pitch to the government.、Mm. Only we didn't have luck; <laughs> we failed. But it's a very important failure of my career, of my life, because、mm. it's the first time I faced the judges. Right. <laughs> That's what I didn't dare to do during my startup period. Exactly. This、yeah. is take two. Yeah. You got a second chance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, nice. Yeah. Although, although I failed, the station said the proposal is interesting, so they're still willing to invest in it, make it happen. So we got money from the station, and I just start looking for camping sites because it's a show about camping, and talk to the actors and actresses. And it was super hard because they are all top tiers in Taiwan, and their schedules are busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I I just made it to invite enough people because we need six people for every camping trip. Right. Yeah, and we started filming last September and finished it in November and start post production ever since until this April we released it and it made its way to first place on Netflix. Oh, sorry, I forgot to mention the biggest thing is that it's the very first Taiwan produced reality show sold to Netflix globally. Okay, wow! Yeah, 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 yeah. Congratulations! Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's huge. <laughs> But、yeah. how, so, how does that work? How did you guys pitch it to Netflix or sell it to Netflix, or how did Netflix come in the picture, anyways? Because you know, in the beginning, it was basically TVBS, right? So, Light the Night, the series was solely sold to Netflix, which means you can only see on Netflix and nowhere else, right? Exclusive. Yeah. Yeah, exclusively.、Mm. So they have connections with Netflix, and this show they didn't use the same. They didn't want to repeat the strategy of light the night only because if a show can be seen on both TVs and OTTs like Netflix, more people will know about it and talk about it. Of course. Yeah. So it's a different strategy. It's it's a strategy of selling to different platforms and combinedly, maybe you can still get a good revenue. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right. 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 Uh huh. TBS was in charge of selling the rights. Okay. But we need to do is because we're good at post production, so we just need to make good, just do a good advertisement of the film. <laughs> And I don't know how, what's the word of it. What's the word? Can't think of it. I'm not sure either, but okay. But yeah, I I understand. So so basically, you guys go every episode to a different campsite throughout Taiwan. Not every episode, every、okay. two episodes. I see, and it's a ten episode series. Uh, yes.、Mm. Yeah. You're looking for that phrase. Yes, <laughs> teaser. Oh, I see. I see. So、yeah. you just need to make the good teasers. Yes. Yes. Okay. I can't think of the word. I'm sorry. Right. 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 I, <laughs> I need to process. Like twenty minutes later, I think exactly. of the word. <laughs> exactly. Like what? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I see. Okay, so you guys were in charge of the post production, teasers, and other kind of things, basically yeah. to promote it and market it. But TVBS is handling all the negotiations yes. and deals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, so this must have been a really new experience working, especially on a reality show and a unscripted reality show as well. Yeah, but I think it's very similar to to filmmaking, like filming a movie, because the only difference is that we don't have a script. Otherwise, otherwise everything else is similar production wise. Right, all yeah. the pieces are still the same. Yeah, I still need to like you still need to figure out like what to eat and exactly. <laughs> how how people. The transportation-wise, something like that. Scheduling and yeah, things like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's all the same nuts and bolts. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Okay, so what about filmmaking after this? Do you have any aspirations or goals or even plans to make your own film, possibly? Or is that something that's in the works or something that you're thinking about? I actually started a company on my own when I need to produce the animation because we need to apply for funds. And it's easier if you have your own company. So I already have my company besides my daytime job. And I plan to write more scripts and start pitching and see if I could raise funds for the films and just basically <laughs> doing my own film business. So you want to do that in Taiwan? And are you thinking possibly also to expand that like kind of globally? Because I mean, we mentioned, you mentioned, and yeah, I think it's very big thing in Taiwan that the market is quite small. Yeah, I hope to produce some, some contents that could be appreciated globally so that I, I can be not stuck with the tiny market in Taiwan. Right, Yeah. exactly. Yeah. And with your experience in China and you know understanding that market more, it gives you some opportunity to serve as that bridge, as you mentioned. Yeah, at least I would not so freak out if I want to go explore that market because right. I only have some experience in it. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. exactly. So before we go, I was thinking that we can do a little fire lightning round of rapid questions. <laughs> we are going to you look at your faces. Here we go. Yeah. Are you ready, ma'am? Yep. Number one. Top three Cheng Yu that foreigners should learn. Then San Renghai. People, mountain people see. Why? It's useful. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> top three, top three. Uh, uh. Next. In Ye Fei Shi. It means that you are so afraid of choking, no, um, suffocating, so you don't eat. It means that you're so afraid of the little stuff. It keeps you from doing some important, more important stuff. Oh, that's pretty deep. Yeah. For this episode, it's perfect. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Okay, and last one. Oh my god. It's testing your classical Chinese. <laughs> you can find a Beijing husband. <laughs> it came out of nowhere. Why? I can't think of it. Uh-oh. You're, oh my, Taipei first teachers are gonna be so angry. <laughs> It means you want this and want that, and you can't decide. Just like me, I think I think of every everything related about me. to this episode. Perfect. <laughs> we just summarized the whole episode in three chung yu. <laughs> That's amazing. 
Okay, number two should be easier. Don't worry. Favorite place in northern Taiwan? Uh, Taocheng. Because I recently went surfing there. Yeah, I really like surfing. That that's the new thing that's um crazy about. <laughs> wow, yeah. ballroom dancing on a surfboard. <laughs> Next, if you could be born again in another country, which country would you choose? Oh my god. The U.S. Well, I, I I think I should choose Taiwan, but I think the political thing is just too big of a struggle. It's just hard. <laughs> it's just hard. <laughs> It is. Yeah. Next one. Favorite place in southern Taiwan? Kaohsiung, because people are really friendly there, and also my sister lives there. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Inky. Yeah, Inky. <laughs> Shout out to Inky down in southern Taiwan. Yeah. Okay, next one. If you could travel back in time, which era would you choose and why? Era? I can pick my own life period, right? Oh, that's interesting. Okay. In that case, after TFG, I think, because you don't need to take exams anymore. <laughs> Preparing for exams is just too devastating. <laughs> too stressful. Yeah. So stressful that she made an animation about it. <laughs> yeah. I think in college you have more freedom. Whole episodes about freedom. Yeah. <laughs> Next one. If you were reborn as an animal, which animal would you choose and why? Eagle, because I want to be at top of the food chain. That's interesting. I was thinking bald eagle because it represents U.S. and freedom. <laughs> you can fly, but you just want to attack everyone else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Favorite place in Eastern Taiwan. Hualien. Why? Because my dad's family are there. Yeah, and also I'm going to surf there next week. I want to master surfing, just like I got my way to master ballroom dancing. You're gonna find a new surf boy, surfboard, and a surf boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> next one, favorite food in Taiwan. Lazen. Uh, It's an oyster pancake, basically. Oh. Have you ever Hualien tried has, it? Yeah, has yeah, a good yeah, one. yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I've yeah. tried it. Yeah. The famous one, the most famous one. It was really good. Yeah. Totally agree. Okay. <laughs> Least favorite food in Taiwan. I'm not a big fan of fried things. How do you survive in Taiwan? <laughs> yeah. So like after when we were filming, they usually get shenzuji for night snack. It's heavy. Yeah. It's really nice, but it's too heavy. <laughs> it's too heavy. I know. You're gonna yeah. Gain 15 pounds like Delta Colorado. <laughs> yeah. Next, do you prefer the mountains, the sea, or the city? I like the sea, at least recently. But I like the mountain as well, so I'm sensing a e. Ah, there. Oh, good job. Good job. Call see? back. Important Chengyu. <laughs> so this is related to light the wild. Favorite camping place in Taiwan and why? Oh, camping place. I will choose high altitude camping sites because it's not too hot and less insects like mosquitoes, flies. Yeah. That's important. So important in Taiwan. Yeah. See, I just finished a camping show. Exactly. <laughs> You're a pro. Yeah. That's smart. That's smart. Yeah. Especially in the summer. Yeah. So I I can name some. Like in the third episode, we will go to a camping site called Sima Xian. It's in Xinchu. It's really nice. It has 360 degree view, and you can see the cloud sea. And lucky enough, we actually filmed the. 
Klausi. We were lucky that when we we're filming, we got that. If high altitude, Sima Xian I mentioned is a way to go. And Xian Jing Wei Xun also in Xinzhu is really nice too. They have butterflies, which is a rare species, almost extinct. Yeah. All the hosts that we went filming are really really nice. Yeah, and actually they are really really popular. So you you have to make your reservation like at least half year ahead, I think. So related to that, top three Netflix shows. Oh, can't choose your own. <laughs> I watched Dark Glory. Is it called Dark Glory? It's Korean drama that is very popular. Recently, oh, and I really like Copycat Killer. It's one of the top Taiwan-produced shows recently. Yeah, you have to check it out. One else? <laughs> oh, I like Friends. Is it on Netflix though? I'm not sure, but I really like Friends. It's really good, very hilarious, and very smart way of comedy. What is your favorite genre of movie? Oh,、uh, thriller. What is your happiest childhood memory? I think it's it's when I went hiking with my parents because when I was little, they take me everywhere. Lighting the wild. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who is your favorite film director and why? I like. <laughs> I know the person, but I just need to think of his name. It's just killing me. Eyes wide shut. The director of Eyes wide shut. Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How do I know that? Ooh. <laughs> I, I yeah I, I like I think it's just his films are just mesmerizing. That movie's sexy. My、Dark. favorite thing is Shining. Shining. Ah、oh, yeah. Oh my goodness! I'm not that dumb, okay? In my real life. <laughs> She graduated from Taipei first, okay? <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna keep reminding you of this until she's 80 years old. <laughs> okay, what is your saddest childhood memory? Okay, define childhood. Okay, under fifteen. Saddest memory. Saddest memory overall. I think it's hard to think of one, but I'm really afraid of when my parents passed away. Oh wow! So your saddest memory is in the future. Yes. I always think about it. It's always on my mind. Like every time I I do something bad, say something bad to them, I think of like I'll regret at at this point. And every time when it's like normal daily life, like super normal, when we just hang out in the living room, I think this might be the moment that the future me will be dying to go back to this point. That's、yeah. deep. <laughs> What was the most inspirational book, movie, or song to you, and why? I really like the book called Crossing the Chasm. It's just amazing. <laughs> It's about a product life cycle. Yeah, it explains how a product enters the market,、uh, stage by stage, and explains very well. And explains that when you are from this stage to the next stage, there is a gap, the chasm, and how you can cross the chasm. It's basically a marketing book, but I think the book is mostly about like high tech products, tech products. But I think it can be used in everything, like. Everything you want to market, you can basically apply those theories. Who was your greatest teacher in your life, and why? I missed a a story about my Delta High School life, though. There was a art teacher that I have. He's a really important teacher of my life. The the reason is that when I took the black and white art class, just like what what I said to you, like you learn how to paint a a painting stroke by stroke, and then he gives you like a blank piece of paper that you can draw anything. And even when that take holiday from school, he never asked me to pending any assignments that he assigns. He only asked me to draw things 
that I see on my journey. It's just very flexible and gives me a lot of space. And at the end of the semester, he asked me whether or not I'll go to the honor roll. Like they give out honor rolls, certificates to honor roll students. And I said yes. And at the occasion, he comes up to the stage and tells the crowd about a very, very good student that he looks forward to. And I remember his last sentence is, "Every time she enters the room, the sun goes up." And then he said, "Angel Huang." He says my name. I was so surprised. I, I was only doing the things I really like, and he is very like supportive and really appreciate my work. Yeah, something like that. So it's Mr. Hutch. I really, <laughs> I still remember him after like 20 years. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's a long story to to put in like the, this part. rapid fire question. <laughs> I know. I actually was gonna ask another one, but I think that's like a perfect way to end it. It wasn't rapid at all, but <laughs> but it was beautiful. It was a really beautiful story, I think, and I think it's like the perfect way to end it because it just goes back to the beginning, right? Yeah, kind of yeah. full circle. Yeah, and it ends on this like really kind of inspirational, beautiful note about education, which has been a big part of your life, a big part of what we've talked about, and I think probably a big part of the future as well in Taiwan. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay. From that, on a final note, what would you say to like young Taiwanese then? Maybe who might be able to learn from some of these lessons that we've talked about? <laughs> My dumb decisions. <laughs> The four Ds. So exactly. So <laughs> any words of advice or anything for like young students that maybe are kind of following in that path, or maybe are very confused, you know, about what path to take, right? About going to the top school or trying to find their major or trying to figure out what their life is. What would you kind of say to these people, especially in Taiwan? You know, these like young was, Taiwanese girls, maybe especially. Yeah, seriously speaking, I think top schools are not so important. <laughs> If you're really passionate about what you're doing, eventually you will meet like top people to do it. Elites of this area. Yeah, it's not so much about schools. So I think what's important is never stop exploring what you want to do and find your room and unlock it. <laughs> Try nice. to unlock it. Exactly. <laughs> so from a Taipei first girl, she's saying drop out. <laughs> find your passion. Find that door and unlock it. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Your parents are gonna kill you after this. <laughs> <laughs> And your whole family. <laughs> no, how dare you say that? <laughs> We are so proud of you. Your whole life. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's really a beautiful message, and I just want to thank you very much for sharing all of those stories really openly and really deeply because I think it's so important for people to hear those kind of things,、mm -hmm. especially in Taiwan, where. You know that experience or the environment can be so stressful, right? And maybe also, you know, that parents can kind of hear that and listen to that as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. About giving that space to breathe and that space for their children to be able to find themselves and explore. Yeah, I think I hope my dumb decisions, <laughs> yeah, dumb decision in history can light somebody's wild. Exactly. <laughs> Yes, perfect. Thank you very much for、Thank、lighting you. lighting your fire here. It's been beautiful and amazing, and I look forward to speaking to you again when your you know when your animation comes out. Sure, we'll sure. come talk about it more deeply and see 
see exactly what happens. Yes, please. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> thank you. All right. Thank you very much. Everyone have a wonderful night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.